Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's going to be a very fun night tonight. I'm really excited to be here. You know, it, it's kind of funny. I was thinking today, um, I think it was yesterday, uh, I posted some photographs. I had someone asking me about, because I would, had talked one time about my weird office, and um, someone had asked me if I would post some pictures, if I could, they could see some pictures. And so I posted some photographs of my office, but my office is kind of like split in two. If you stand in the middle of the room and you look one direction, it's one thing. And if you turn around and you look at the office in the other direction, it's completely something different. Okay. Well, when I sit here and talk to all of you, I'm sitting on my writing side of the office. And it has all my writer's stuff and everything in it, you know, and it's my, my cool typewriter keys and all that weird crazy stuff. But if you stand in the middle of the room and you look the other direction, it's my paleo <laughs> side of the room with all my weird dead things I poke with sticks and treasures I go out and find and fossils and things like that. Okay, you know, so it's like a little Indiana Nyla part of the room. And... um so I, I was posted those pictures on there, and I almost felt guilty because my Facebook page, ever since we started the fa- my Facebook page, it's always been used for this show. It's always been used to help build this community. It's been used to post stuff about this show. It's all about the writing for me. Um, I, I don't. That's what that's what my Facebook page is for. Is for you know writing Nyla, show all of our you know in all of this. So posting the another creative side of me posting something on this creative side it would be, it would be like picking up a fossil and putting it on that that side of the room or picking up a quill and putting it on that side of the room you know <laughs> so it's like hey what are you doing over here this is my area <laughs> but it it made me really start to think about about that, and you guys have heard me talk before. You know where someone will say, you know, if if they couldn't write, if they couldn't write, if I couldn't write, I would I I would just die. Well, no, you're not going to die. I promise you, you will not die. <laughs> what you do is because you are a creative person, you would just find another way to create. Okay, whether it be voice dictation for writing, or whether you picked up a you know, didn't have hands and you had to pick up a paintbrush with your foot, whatever it is, you would find a way to be creative. And I'll talk to people and they will tell me, I haven't written a poem in three months, so I don't really think I'm a poet. Well, what have you been doing? Blah, 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 blah. And sometimes they haven't been doing anything because that horrible grown-up side of the brain takes control. And we never like it when that happens. Um, <laughs> they don't let us write on the walls. Uh, anyway, but... I, I really think that it's important for us. One of the things that I posted, this kind of, I'll, I'll try to get to this quickly. One of the things I posted was a video, and I did like this 360-degree turn of one of my favorite places that I love to go fossil hunting. 
and it's way, way, way up in the middle of the high desert, away from, you know, 25 miles away from anything, even getting cell reception from where I am in the boonie wilderness, you know, just me, bobcats and coyotes and mountain lions and lizards and things and rocks. And it's one of my favorite places to be in the world. And I always go by myself. I go up there camping, and it's just just me, me and the lizards, you know. And I love the way that feels. I love, you know, that that sense of freedom. Um, it feeds me, you know. It 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 it's very intoxicating for me to go do something like that. And anything that feeds any part of you is going to feed all of you, kind of like your tree roots, okay? And I think that we have to have those things in our lives to feed that creative side of us, okay? You have to have input into your life in order to have output, you know? So, you know, I don't care if you haven't written a poem in in three months because, you know, you've been doing something else or whatever, you know, just if you keep that creative part of you open, moving, you know, it's all going to inspire each other. And, um, so this is kind of a silly, dumb story that I'm sharing, <laughs> but but it's important. It's important to feed all of you to have a good creative output, you know. So take the I guess it's it's like take the take the time to do things like that, you know. Take yourself out from underneath the pressure of what you think you should be doing creatively, and listen to your your voice inside, and feed it and give it what it needs and take the time for it, okay. Um, I think it's really important to feed that part of us to be able to keep us in that place that we want to be. Never mind, it makes sense to me. Okay, so anyway, guys, I'm really glad to be here tonight. Hey, I want to give you the number if you want to call in tonight. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965, all righty? If you'd like to call in and read and share something with us. And uh, that would be awesome. Just follow the directions of the prompts when you get in on the lines, okay? We have a couple of announcements before we get started. I just want to let you know if you are not part of our Worldwide Poetry Project yet, Rock That Poem, you can check out what we're doing by going to our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash rock that poem. Really fun, easy, pretty self-explanatory project to get involved in no matter where you are in the world. All right, easy as rock, paper, scissors, and a little glue, and you're you're on your way. It's really fun. Go check it out, and uh, you know, join join in the the spread of poetry out into the world. Next thing, if you are interested in putting together a workshop with us, you can email me, or actually, probably better said would be send me a message on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla N Y L A dot Alicia. A-L-I-S-I-A. Alrighty. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you'd like to do. This can be, you don't have to be a, a professional workshop provider in order to put this on. This can be, um, you know, basically about anything that you want. It's just a way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time together than we're afforded to here on this show. Okay, and talk about something that we all love, which is our craft. So if you wanted to do an actual workshop where you walked us through the steps on a poem or if you wanted to talk about your favorite era of poetry, your favorite poet, genre, style, whatever, you know, just let me know what you want to do. These shows can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long, 
all right? And they can be pre-recorded if you'd like, or they can be done live, or a combination of both. So we can pre-record part of the show and do part of the show live if you'd like to do it that way. So, yeah, just shoot me this message. Let me know what you are thinking about, and we will go from there. Next, I want to send out a quick thank you to Star Severon, to James Sapien, and Roy Murdoch for helping sponsor the show and keeping our eight-hour, excuse me, our eight-hour, wow, our three-hour license uh, for being on the air. Appreciate you guys uh, stepping up to the plate and, and doing that. On behalf of all of us, we thank you. So before we get started, I want to give you, um, you've, I've been doing writing prompts and writing exercises, okay, and they're different things, so have a paper ready because the writing exercise um, has three parts to it, so you want to write these down. If you don't, that's fine, you can come back at the end of the show and listen to the archives, and write them down then. And if you ever get stuck and are wondering what you can write, you can listen to any the beginning of any of our shows the last couple of years um, at the beginning and, and hear the prompt that we gave out or the writing exercises. So it's kind of this cool little, and it's always not the very beginning, so they're easy to find. So it's kind of a, a cool little library there of of seeds to be planted waiting for you and your fertile brain. Did that make sense? didn't. So I'm going to give you the prompt real quick, but while I'm writing, giving you the prompt, I want you to look for a pen is my whole point of that. So the prompt this week is a title. The prompt is is uh, designed to actually create a poem where an exercise is something different. So this is actually to create a poem. You can use this as a title, a line in the poem, or the general concept of the poem. Okay. So the prompt for this week is... What I really want to say is, what I really want to say is, blah. So that's the title, a line in, or the concept of the poem. What I really want to say is. All right. So last month we did, for our prompts, we did song titles, and that was a lot of fun. Well, this week, or excuse me, this month, we're doing something similar but with our exercises. Now, exercises are different than a prompt. A prompt is designed to provoke a poem. Exercises are meant to get you dirty, get you, you know, making messy with your muses, all right, sliding into home plate, you know, which is a garbage can lid and sandlot mentality. You know, just go out there and sweat and make messy. So what we did last month was give out the song titles. This month we are doing... Uh, headlines for our exercises and I'm going to give you three headlines actually today there's four but shh we're not going to say anything about that Um, I give out three headlines and but the twist is instead of just taking that and making that the exercise to write something to that this is fake news okay so this is headlines but fake news we're going to make up fake news and (laughs) So these can be, and actually these don't have to be, you know, I, I give you these, and they, again, can be the same as a prompt. They can be the, a line in the title of or the concept of your piece. Um, but but differently than that, you don't have to, I forgot where I was going. Differently than that, you don't have to write a poem. Okay, you can write a news story if you want. You can write a story story if you want. You can just write a, you know, a 
some, some funny sentences. So this one is just meant to get your brain. This isn't something you would normally do and, and probably something you'd never in a million years write a poem about. And that's the point. It's making you th- your brain think, wow, what would I write to this or what could I, or, you know. So it's just meant to push you out of your comfort zone because, it's, you know, it's there that we grow, folks. So this is your headlines to write fake news to for this week. Right. The first one is father buys billboard after school or ap- father buys. Oh, they should have put a comma. Okay. okay. So f- punctuation, folks, is very important. Father buys billboard after school doesn't recognize son as valedictorian. That was the actual headline. Father buys billboard after school doesn't recognize son as valedictorian. Okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to change this, and it's going to be father buys billboard after school doesn't recognize son and or daughter as blank. So take out valedictorian. Father buys billboard after school doesn't recognize child as blank. Okay, that's the first one. And the next one was Megan joins queen for royal outing. So we're going to take the Megan off there, and it's going to be blank, joins queen for royal outing. All right. So think of all the options you could put in there that would make it a pretty fun news story. Blank joins the queen for royal outing. All right. I thought this one was fun. Headline was, so there was this squirrel. That's all it said. So there was this squirrel. So you're doing on this one, you're going to do, so there was this blank. That's what, that's the one I think I would have the most fun with. But I just, I love that. I saw that and I just cracked up. So there was a squirrel. I mean, even that one's good. <laughs> I like squirrels. Um, so the, the last one is, I thought this was kind of funny one, um, Roseanne Barr miserable and going off deep end two weeks after firing. That's the actual headline. So Roseanne Barr, miserable and going off the deep end two weeks after firing. So, But, of course, we're going to tell fake news. So this is going to be blank. Think of all the things you put there, people you put there, blank, miserable and going off the deep end two weeks after blank. Blank, miserable, and going off the deep end two weeks after blank. Okay, so those are your fake news headlines that for you to play with this week, and I hope you come up with something fun. Uh, be very cool. All right. So the next thing I'm going to do here, folks, real quick, we are going to play an audio track. Now we always start and begin every episode with an audio file. And if you are a recording artist and would like to have those uploaded so we could play them for the world on here, you can email those to me. Uh, the word the is in the title. It's thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. That's thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. All right? And uh, we'll get those uploaded and get them on the air for you. I'm going to start the show with a piece by Eddie Oliver. Okay? And this one is uh, called She Prays, and it's absolutely beautiful. I hope you guys love it. And we will be right back. Eddie, Eddie Oliver, She Prays. 
poem, man. Any female out there that's going through an abusive relationship, I call it She Pray. She walks around with a pound of foundation on her face, man, just to hide those bruises. You ask her how it happened. She comes up with more and more excuses. Trying to hide the fact that she's in a relationship, man, that's so abusive. Like, like I can see her. Or like two fighters stepping in the ring at a Las Vegas arena, man. This is what her life is like pretty much every day. You see, she's dealing with a husband who don't love her no more. And she insists, that, uh, she insists that she's gonna stay. Not run away, not, not, not just for their children's sake, but because she believes, she believes, she believes that her and her husband can some way, get things straight. One day, back to the way it used to be, back, back, back to the way before things went awry, before their romance went astray, at least. This is what she believes and every night, every night, man, this is what she prays while she weeps. Right before she sleeps, she prays, she prays, she prays. She be like, Lord, just take this other man away and bring me back my husband, uh, the one that used to be so sweet, uh, the one that used to romance me and sweep me off my feet, the, the one that used to love me unconditionally and make me complete instead of this imposter, and instead of this monster that, that punches me in the face and brings me to my knees, Lord, please, help me, help him love me again, whatever sin I did to him, Lord, let, let him know that I, I still want to be his friend, I, I took a vow to love, to death do us apart, and that's what's in my heart, and that means until the end. That means, that means until the end. But hence a day later, man, she catches another beat down. But instead of getting right back up, this time, y'all, she stays down. She stays down. She stays down because she she's too tired to go another round. She's too tired. She's, she's tired of the pound for pound, toe to toe, blow for blow. This wannabe pimp beating her like she's his garden tool. She's had enough of this food. See, she's fed up. She says enough. Enough is enough. She's tired. Tired of being Like, Lord, take this other man away and bring me back my husband, uh, the one that used to be so sweet, the one that used to romance me and sweep me off my feet, uh, the one that used to love me unconditionally and make me complete instead of this imposter, instead of this monster that, that punches me in the face and brings me to my knees, Lord, please.
and she prays, Lord, give me strength to, to leave this man before I have to kill this man, before this lifestyle, because this lifestyle I can no longer stand, Lord, help me, help me, help me, please. Are you with me? 
Yes, I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hi, this is George Wiley. Hey, George, you're the only one in the chat room right now, aren't you? I can't even get in. Oh, it shows me that you're in. Oh, well, I've been clicking, you know, I've been refreshing and all kinds of pounded folk in this thing, uh, and I have not seen it, so I don't know what's wrong. Maybe it's at my end. But I have not been in the last two or three weeks, actually. It's showing you in now, so... It maybe you're. Uh-oh. I don't. I don't know why. But as you're the only one in there, but everyone's been telling me that the chat room isn't opening. So, um, yeah, if you're having a problem with the chat room, guys, you're not alone. <laughs> Just keep trying. Yeah. It'll let you in. And uh, right. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well how I, are uh, you, George? I, well, I'm just fine. I have uh, keep going, planning away birthday parties coming up, uh, and uh, and the family and. Uh, Gardening, all the same non-exciting stuff that life provides every week. Uh, and uh, did you say your wife's you know, birthday? Stand? No, uh, like uh, no, yeah, actually, my wife's birthday is next month. Um, but my, uh, they, uh, there are family birthdays this weekend, and I'm oh. including my own, including my own, and I'm so I'm going to. What day is um, your birthday? Uh, uh, June seventeenth, and. Anyway, oh, that's before um, next week's show, then, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay, before so wait, 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 show. wait. You ready? You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear George. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> and many more. And many more. <laughs> Well, I hope so. I hope there's many more. I don't. I don't exactly solicit these birthdays. They show up unwelcome, unsolicited, and uh, but I, you know, and my family won't let me forget them. And uh, a, a, um, a grandchild has a has one uh, within two days of mine, so we're going to celebrate hers, and hopefully they'll forget that it's mine too. This <laughs> uh, weekend, no, I don't care really. But um, anyway, life is good. Life is good. And um, Father's I, Day is right I, there. You really get chipped out on presents, don't you? You, you betcha. That, yeah, I'd rather <laughs> they celebrate my Father's Day than, than my birthday because Father's Days are, you know, are, are, are not as dependable and they're not as, uh, what's the word, unremitting. They just, mm-hmm. birthdays just never let up, you know. But anyway, uh, I, what I brought tonight is something I just wrote on the tenth, which is what a couple of days ago, and um, it's a little bit of a downer. But um, uh, I'll start in, okay? It's called um, "But Look What You Left Me With." How could you have left me like this? The disease was said to be in remission. It was so late when they said something was amiss. We never completed our mission. I look about for someone to replace you. I plead at the mirror and you're not there. I I can't sleep at
Am I still on here? Nyla? Hello, Nyla? Are you there, George? Yeah, I, something, I got a, a man's voice came in and said muted, and then I was cut off. Yeah, so, I don't know what just happened. I couldn't talk either, so why don't yeah. you start that okay, piece so, all over? Okay, sure. Look what you left me with. How could you have left me like this? The disease was said to be in remission. It was so late when you said something was amiss. We never completed our mission. I look about for someone to replace you. I plead at the mirror and you're not there. I can't sleep in our bed, can't think of someone new. Tomorrow is just not fair. I left your shampoo in the shower, your toothbrush in its place. Our photo has too much power. I can't move it to make more space. I remember a night on the shore when we both blew kisses at the moon. Can't remember why anymore. All the reasons will blow away soon. That faded pink T-shirt you wore around the place. Fuzzy slippers under the bed. The treasure of that smile on your face. The plans we made of things ahead. The way you couldn't back up the car. The way you straightened my tie. The night you discovered the North Star. The stealthy way you touched my thigh. How each of your laughs started with a grunt. The way you wrote my name. The fly in the curtains you made me hunt. The way I took the blame. You made me stop at the Kyrat RC stores. You made me swallow up your grace. You talked me into washing floors. You feigned that you enjoyed my face. You always made me rub your feet while I pretended it was a task. Your spaghetti sauce was hard to beat. Just what can I do for you now, I ask. I haven't touched that last bowl of sauce. Can't finish things. Can't initiate. How could you let me bear this cross? I can't lift it. Didn't earn it. It's too late. In the forebodings of my loneliness, the ceiling is my enemy. The bed is my slate of emptiness, your chair a covered memory. As you left, you gripped my arm, and I still stare at that spot on my skin. You asked me to keep you from harm. That I couldn't help is my deepest sin. You never mentioned eternity. We didn't talk of meeting somewhere later. Our lives were built on certainty. We didn't need a vindicator. This morning I woke from from a dream so sweet. You had appeared and touched my arm. You asked if I might rub your feet. There couldn't have been more charm. Alas, like many dreams, it was a tease. Your cherished presence but a myth. In desperation, I fall to my knees. Just look what you left me with. Damn it, they said it was in remission. But then it stopped your heartbeat. If love has a two-way vision, why am I here on a one-way street? Tonight, my dear, I have but one request. Please let my dream last longer so I can rub 
your heart. End of poem. Wow. You know, that really reminds me of that time, the immediate time after. I mean, because you do, when, you, when you're mourning somebody, you do go through different steps and different phases. But through that entire piece, it was like the day after, the next day after, the next day after. You know, those, mm-hmm. those very first days when you're not counting days, it's just one big, long walk through your own brain. You know, and and there's yes. still. I remember I had someone very close to me that died, and uh, every Friday night we would have a chicken dinner, and he he loved that stupid Safeway chicken that that was you know the the pre-roasted kind, mm-hmm. and he got paid on Thursday, so every Friday night he would go pick up that crazy stupid Safeway roasted chicken, and JoJo's. <laughs> And we would have JoJo's and chicken for dinner on Friday nights because that was his favorite thing. And after he died, I would go open my refrigerator door, and there was that stupid half-eaten chicken, and I couldn't bring myself to throw it away. You know, it didn't matter that it was turning green and fuzzy. I couldn't throw that chicken away. I couldn't couldn't take Mm -hmm. that step of making. I mean, it's weird. And that's exactly where that poem took me was to that Mm -hmm. point. Place that stands still, the right after. It was very powerful, amazing piece. Well, thank you. I uh, I think in, I think when people lose someone like that, it the time blends into a thing where things don't lose they lose their chronologies, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. Later on, later on, someone will say this happened before that, and you say no, that happened before this, and they might be right. Um, in, in your brain, created its own world um, uh, of grief. But um, mm-hmm. you know, it could be, you can even have fictional things come up that never even happened. Um, but that somewhere. Oh, another thing too is uh, I try to depict in this poem is that dreams get confused with daytime and daydreams and all kinds of other stuff. So you know, it's, it's like a drug. Grief is a little bit like a drug. It, it changes perceptions. But um, Anyway, yeah. So can I go oh, off on a really weird tangent here for a minute, George? You can do anything you want. It's your show. What, <laughs> what did you just say about different ways or different somethings? Um, different ways I you could lose something? Or... Well, I guess I said um, that you interpret things differently than others do. Maybe I didn't say that. I'm trying to think of my exact words. Um, well, it was something along that, those lines because it made me think about when, um, for some reason, it, the the thing, you know, you know, how many different times can you lose something? Is something that's that's where my brain got off track, and I thought okay. about that line: how many different times you can lose something? Mm-hmm. And of course, that led to a prompt, not for you, maybe for you. Yeah, it could be a boy or a girl mm-hmm. writing this. But as soon as I heard that, how many, you know, my brain went in that direction. How many different ways can you lose something or lose this? Or, you know, how many different ways can you lose this? Right. Something, right. Or whatever way you want it to be. But I instantly went to virginity. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I instantly went to thinking about girls and how many times they say, oh, no, you're my first. No, 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 you're my first. I'm, I'm 73 years old. No, no, dear, you're my first. So looking back on your life and how many times you lost your virginity. And I was thinking how funny it would be where the first verse is, you know, describing a hay field. And the next verse is describing when I lost my virginity, I was in the back of a 57 Chevy. And the next verse, when I lost my virginity, I, you know, so how funny that would be and how fun that would be to write. Obviously, you know, with, with the concept that, this, you know, this person, yeah. male or female, whatever, lost their virginity many times over <laughs> and all the stories. Yeah. I mean, I just, that's where that went. So that has to be a prompt for somebody. Somebody has to write that poem. Yes. <laughs> So sorry to interrupt you, but I had to say that before I forgot. That that is funny, too. Uh, It's funny how people will say that. You know, like the grandmother of seven, she's still a virgin at the bar, you know. know, But anyway, um, the, uh, yeah, (laughs) there should be, uh, there should be a pill, there should be a pill that puts virginity back in. And uh, so, you know, you can, it's like, you, know, you can't get an annulment or a divorce. Why can't you get your virginity back? But really? um, I, I was joking with somebody about that a couple of days ago. Well, thank you for the kind words. <laughs> and I will, I, will, I will move along and wait for some more uh, readers. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Tell everyone how they can find you first, though. Oh, yeah. All I have is a, uh, a Facebook page called um, George Wiley Writes. And uh, you can up, uh, um, it's relatively new. Um, and uh, anybody that would like to, please, uh, please ask a friend into it, and they will be granted for what it's worth. <laughs> awesome. All right, sweetie, thank you so much. Take care. Bye. You too, babe. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 636636. You are on the air. You about blew the blood blood pressure cup with your virginity story there. Uh, Hey, this is Sinister (laughs) Spittle. How you doing? That's all right. Had to get my blood pressure taken. Tell me that would not be a fun, fun poem to write. It'd be a fun encounter. The many ways we can lose ourselves. Yeah, it'd be it'd be rather interesting. I I was a whore enough during my youth. I could probably do that one. My <laughs> wife did it though. I love it. All right. Well, what did you bring us tonight? First of all, I've heard you, but go ahead and introduce yourself again to everybody and uh, tell us what you brought. This is Sinister Spittle, and I am giving you something I just wrote two, two and a half hours ago. Which, is a rarity. So, here is Apple's eye. I am not the star to guide you safely. On me, don't rely. Not a beacon to light your tossed breadcrumbs. Rather, I swept them away. Failed in the fulcrum of variables far and wide, fell into expanses. Disappoint your insight as the foresight wasn't one I merit. Trip on the remnants of the you. The, of that you thought I'd leave in support. I am but broken promises and the rot growing in an apple's eye. And peace. Wow, that was awesome. I was able to read it. I can never read my own handwriting, so apologize for the <laughs> hiccup there. I didn't hear a hiccup. It was awesome. It was great. 
I do the same thing. I'll write something, and I'll go back, and I'll try to read it. And for the life of me, I don't know what in the hell it says. My handwriting is so bad. And and I'll look at it, and it's like, oh, my God, I know it's probably the most profound thing I've ever written, and I can't read it. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been actually uh, told my penmanship is awesome. I'm like, well, that's good for you. I can't read your shit. But, hey, yeah. Some people just have it. <laughs> no. If I sit down okay. and intentionally write something, I've got really pretty handwriting. But when I'm writing, it's usually on the fly, and my pen's just going, you know, before I forget the thought. And it's, it's. I have very different handwriting. If you look at my handwriting normally, and then look at my handwriting in one of my journals, it's very different. You know what would be really fun, Sin? I think you would like this too is if you were to take samples of your handwriting and have it anal- uh, analyzed. Have any of you guys ever thought about doing that? I uh, see the many different me's that write. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know there's very many different me's of, of late here. That's <laughs> why I'm where I'm at. You're going to be great, hon. So... Fantastic job. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come show you some love. Uh, I'm on Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube. Google me on everywhere and nowhere. And currently locked up, so leave me some love. We'll definitely do that, baby. All right. We will see you in a little bit. Talk to you next week. I hope so. It'll be a week or two, maximum. Taking care of myself, getting things back together. Well, we're there holding your hand. You know that, right? All right. Thanks. Love and hugs. Love you, hon. Bye. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 734. 734, you're on the air. Hello, this is Dennis White from Michigan. (laughs) Mr. Dennis, how are you? I'm doing so good, it's almost illegal. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I like that. That works for me. All right. (laughs) I like it. It just reinforces the whole, you know, Dennis is up to mischief image I have of you. Yeah, Dennis the Menace. Yes, the Menace (laughs) lives on. Yes, it's part of me. Well, I, I'd like to say happy birthday to George, and uh, I, I hope he has many, many more. He's quite a—he's a real good friend of mine, and uh, quite quite the talent. I'm real you proud want to sing of happy where, birthday where to his him? poetry is going. Sure, I do. Okay, sing happy birthday to him. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear George Wiley. Happy birthday to you and many more. You know, that's that's like that little kid, that that strange little kid getting up to the mic during um, The Voice or whatever those shows are where you go on and sing American Idol. 
And, you know, you're just this little tiny kid, and you think, oh, my gosh, they're going to sing horrible. And all of a sudden they open their mouth and out belts this great, rich, beautiful voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's what, what a great surprise. My, my little is. mischief <laughs> maker just got up there and sang opera. What? <laughs> Boy, I I agree with you uh, that uh, how many ways can you lose something would be a great mm-hmm. prompt. And I'm going to assign it to you for this week, and I hope you have a lot of fun with it. Oh, great. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do the virginity. I'm, I'm going to write the, that you, poem. That's going you're, to have you're to be the poem. It's going to be too funny. Call. Yes. <laughs> Not that it's going to be a true story, you guys. It's all made up, no. promise you. <laughs> I'm still Poetic a virgin. license. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, it is. All right. Uh, I'd like to share with you a poem this evening. The title is In Dreams. In dreams, the acorn can be the mighty oak. The caterpillar can be the floating butterfly. The pony can be the mighty stallion. The child can be the parent. And the senior citizen can be a child once again. Yes, in dreams, one can go any place in time and space and not be restricted by the normal barriers experienced in the conscious world, the imagination being the only limit. I dream of a world in harmony where people respect people and everyone is accepted, no exclusions. I dream of meeting famous people like Jesus, Gandhi, and William Shakespeare, and talking to them in a private uh, garden where there are no clocks, no cell phones, or other distractions. I dream of eternity, and sharing it with you in dreams. End of poem. I loved that. Thank you. That was awesome. (laughs) Well, dreams can take us anywhere we want to (laughs) go. And the theme is limitless. (laughs) You know, it's really weird. I have very super, super intense, vivid dreams. You know, it's like someone, I I had a dream about flying this weird airplane last night. Wow. I had a dream that I was on this rescue mission, and I fell down this green tunnel, and there were all these kind of squiggly branches and stuff trying to grab my feet, and one of them had a face that looked like Richard Nixon. But then we went a little bit further, and everything turned kind of orange, and there was this one thing that had claws on the end that reached up from underneath the caterpillar and tried to wiggle its way around the cement building but ran into the the black hole, and, you know, those are my dreams. (laughs) You have lovely dreams. 
<laughs> so I'm thinking, hmm, maybe someone no one else should go in there. <laughs> well, it probably means something, but who cares? It it was a a fine recollection of of what uh, it was on the surface. <laughs> <laughs> no sense in checking uh, it apart. No, yeah, really, don't lick the red off my rainbow. Fantastic <laughs> job, sweetheart. All right, well. Uh, if anybody wants to look at some more of my poetry, um, I can be found at allpoetry.com. I write under the name of Haiku Bless You with hyphens between the words. So uh, there you go. Uh, I'll uh, I'll step aside and let the next poet step up to the mic, and I'll say <laughs> God bless. Thank you, Dennis, so much. We'll talk You're to you next welcome, week, Dennis. baby. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller, actually, I'm going to give the next three. We have 419, 540, and 832. So, 419, you are on the air. Hi, Miss Nyla. Hey, sweetie. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, I just have to tell you that I loved your birthday singing and Dennis's birthday singing, and my birthday's on Monday, <laughs> June 18th, right after Mr. George Wiley. So, George, happy birthday to you on Sunday. So, and you're not going to be well. here... Before this is like the last show before your birthday too, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's on Monday. <laughs> okay, you ready? Uh, if you want to hit me with it, that's cool. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm now I'm feeling all shy. Can you do the Marilyn Monroe style one? <laughs> oh. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Miss President. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Oh, hats off. That's so cute. I cannot believe I freaking just did that. That was really cute. And you have to do a variation because you already sang the other version, so I liked it. Aw. That's oh that's beautiful. God. Thank you. You're the welcome. best present I could get. Aw. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Put you out there. Um, uh, and if anybody, all right. Now I sang for my supper. What kind of poem are you going to feed me? It's going to be a bittersweet one. That's the title, bittersweet, and kind of on the lines of, you know, Mr. Wiley, what he put, but not as in-depth or whatever, you know. And I wrote it today because I did want to make an announcement that my nephew, um, it is really sad in the family, but they had called hospice in. So um, any prayers and stuff would be very welcome for him. He's a four-year-old. I sang a song that I wrote years ago, and I sent it to them, um, and she sent it back to me and said that he fell asleep and he loved it and gave me the hearts and then sent me a picture of this beautiful four-year-old angel like resting and so yeah it was really touching but I just wanted you guys to know because I know you're following on the show when I say stuff but yeah Mm -hmm. it was pretty uh, sad (laughs) so yeah it's been tough for me but I'm trying (laughs) and and with the thinking of that then my mind goes back to what I went through and not purposely trying to grieve like seven years later but it comes up because it's an emotion that you have so that's what I wrote Mm -hmm. today is an emotional piece called bittersweet are you ready oh and i didn't tell people my name is shelly gambino <laughs> i'm on facebook no, it's Miss president. The oh mrs president oh my <laughs> god that's funny okay 
So bittersweet. Thoughts of you are dangerous. There is no more two of us. I hold my breath. My tongue is tied. I can't stand the notion without you by my side. The road is tough. My journey long. Single paved highway I must carry on. Upon the cobbled shore I once stood. With a smile on my face, life was good. Until I had, until it had to end. Until I lost my best friend. Those were the days to go back to, the ones that stay on my mind. Traveling the world without him, I know I'm not that far behind. After all the words were spoken, silence was all that remained. Speaks itself in volumes and helps to ease the pain. Ain't nothing but the sweet old-fashioned memories to trickle down, bittersweet, like the November rain. End poem. Wow. He died in November and the rain was the tears. So November rain I write about when I write about that. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really sad, funny. But... When you when you think about you, know, you you use that comparison and it points out a really good usage of esoteric language. You know, uh-huh. if you want to consider it that way. November rain when when you talk about November rain, you're talking about him. You're talking about that experience. Anyone who knows you or knows anything about the situation is going to know exactly what November rain is. Aww. But someone who doesn't know anything about that poem, and they just pick it up, pick up a book off the shelf and open it, they're reading, you know, they read that line, November rain, even though they don't have your perception of it, your esoteric meaning of that word, it's still a really strong word combination to bring and evoke the same image of what your language is. Aww. It's just it's a really good use of because a lot of times when people write something and they write in esoteric um in an esoteric way, it's hard for anyone else to get any meaning out of it. Like the tuna fish can rolled down the alley as <laughs> the white bird hit the wire. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's, I, 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 there's no way I can make sense of that. Um, but it's it's a good writer. It's a good writer that's able to write about something that's very personal to them and make it very personal, but still make it very accessible for the reader as well, this, I guess is what I'm oh, trying to say. Well, thank you. And I do I do like um, having twists in my stuff where you may think it might mean something, but to the writer it means something totally different. And if you can get it, mm-hmm. if you don't, if you can. But it's like I like to write having two different meanings, like kind of, you know, I just I twist them. <laughs> but I thank you for pointing that out because I just think that that's, um, that's awesome critique. And I appreciate it. <laughs> and I love your song. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I just got an email from from one of our poets saying that they enjoyed it as well. It's like, oh, Aww. I'm gonna have to sing more often now. I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. My dad used to call me. I have two sisters, and he we had this singing group. We'd sing into our hairbrushes, and he used to call us the three toilet seats because we sang like shit. That's never changed. <laughs> but I think I think if you sing from the heart, you know, you could be, you know, a mute person opening your mouth to sing because you hear the words of, you know, God or whatever. And I don't like, I can't. How can you ever say someone's a bad singer? I mean, you know, it's yeah, funny you say yeah, a they mute don't carry person. A tune. Well, <laughs> you get the allergy. <laughs> no, um, I'm no, but I really, guess you said I'm... a mute person could do it, and you get the meaning. <laughs> 
I went yes. to, there's a competition they do in high schools, and it's called Poetry Out Loud. And I, they, the regionals were held here in Salem, Oregon. And I actually got, I went and watched them. I watched the regionals. And it's just like a high school thing that, you know, it's a, a poetry thing that goes on through all the high schools. And there's nationals and finals and all that stuff. So I went to the ones they were doing for our area. For our area. And the girl that won it and, and moved on to the finals was Death. She got up there mm-hmm. with, the whole auditorium was completely silent. And we knew mm-hmm. what poem she was doing. Um, they tell us the title, so we knew what poem she was doing. But she can't talk. She was she she could just sign, and so she used mm-hmm. her body, and sign language, and her body movements to tell the poem. Aww. And she won. And I thought that was really cool. How, just like you said, you know, that's what you mm-hmm. want your writing to be like. If your writing had to step off in the page and image only. Would people mm-hmm. understand what you're saying? And she was able to do that with her body, with her movements, with sign language. And she had so cool. somebody there, but she couldn't make a sound. But it's poetry out loud. And she wasn't Aww. out loud at all. But they did have a sign interpreter there that mm-hmm. that was critiquing her on her sign language. Was she speaking it correctly? Was she using words correctly? Um, mm-hmm. Which I thought was kind of cool. You know, or else how yeah, would you be, be able to keep in the competition? Yeah, you know, keep it fair against the kids who are being critiqued, mm-hmm. critiqued on their their verbal skills Same as well. Level. So yeah, yeah. Aww. So that was—I really just thought cool. that was cool. I, thought oh, I, I, I just I thought like, I'd share that with you. <laughs> I like to write my—I write like to write my own music, and I like to sing it my own way because then nobody can say that I screwed it up because they don't know the song. Exactly. See? It's the same way that when you're reading your poetry, we don't know that you don't really repeat that line three times while you try to find your place. Maybe you meant to have that in there. We don't know. So just yeah, or you, ride yeah. right through it. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for All letting me right, be a part of the show always. And um, if anyone wants to find you me, have Shelley a great Gambino, birthday. Remind people how to find you before you go. I'm I have Shelley, to talk over Shelley your Gambino. own that <laughs> That's okay, dude. Shelly Gambino, I'm on Facebook. If you send me a, like, if you want to do an instant message on my messenger um, to chat with me, a lot of times I will not accept you as a friend if I don't know who you are. Drop me a line, say, hey, I saw you on a show or something, um, and I would be love to add you. I put all my poems online. I post them on my Facebook page. Um, as they come, a lot of them memories I share because I've been writing since seventh grade. But Shelly Gambino on Facebook, so G-A-M-B-I-N-O. And thank you, Miss Nyla. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> For sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon, honey. No, you're you too. Next week. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. 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 Okay. Our next caller comes from area code five four zero five four zero. You're on the air. Well, hey Nala, this here's Philip Church down in Virginia. <laughs> Hi Philip, how are you, sweetheart? Oh, I'm fair to Midland. How about yourself? I am doing really well. I'm. I'm. I've had a pretty chaotic. The last two weeks were really chaotic with everything and healing up and, and and all that other stuff. But the next two days are going to be pure, complete, boring bliss. And I am so excited. Well, that's great. Hey, I, I just looked at the, when you brought it up, I looked at those pictures of your office. And, uh-huh. and oh, my God. You you are quite the collector. That is something else. <laughs> All the all the dead things I poke with a stick and then bring. I've, I've made that comment earlier that, you know, my my office is full of all of the things that I used to try to bring 
drag home as a child but could never get away with. <laughs> well, and, and you know, you're talking to a guy who uh, uh, I, I fell in love with, like, because there's all kinds of them down around here where we, we live, you know, fossils, things like that, and gemstones. Mm-hmm. we got lots of quartz and amethyst and uh, uh, geodes and all that kind of stuff down here. And Let's fossils, do a trade of fossil. I'll send you a fossil from Oregon, and you can send me one from down there. Uh, that's that's a deal. Let me let me uh, let me <laughs> let me dig one up. That'll be the deal. But it's something we have to dig up this year. I'll that alone. Yeah, I'll dig one up. We'll do that. <laughs> okay, that would be fun. I'll do I'll do a trade a fossil program with anybody. Sounds <laughs> good. That sounds good. But uh, honestly, though, uh, oh, I just love love those pictures of your office. Um, I'm going to do something that I have never done. Uh, I'm going to be uh, do a little uh, dramatic, a little performance artist, and uh, I'm going to actually employ a sound effect at the end of this. That's that's why I didn't try to get into the the chat room tonight because I was afraid there might be feedback or something, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is uh this is one of my uh, most serious pieces. Uh it's a it's an early piece of mine and um uh, uh I I'm dedicating this to uh to Robin, Kate and Tony and it's called uh One Last Shot. You take the measure in your hand as someone hurting does. All bad things to leave behind. You've just got to catch a buzz. You load the shots into the glass, put it to your lips to gain. You pump the comfort to your mind. Just one more shot to kill the pain. Bad times replay in your mind sort of like a tape. It's really why you get high. All those painful replays to escape. But thoughts always turn to things trying to be forgot. Things you try to drink away or run into with every shot. The more you do, the worse you feel. So you take another shot. A terrible mass now rules the loop. You won't see that you're caught. Doing or saying things not like you or out of your head you act. Hung over the next day. You might remember, but avoid the fact. And you take the measure in your hand as someone hurting does. All bad things to leave behind, you just got to catch a bug. You load the shots into the glass and put it to your lips to gain. You pump the comfort to your mind, just one more shot to kill the pain. Oh, but you hurt the ones who care most. It's love addiction smothers. It makes you a liar, thief, or worse, not seeing how it affects others. Hardening your heart, you turn deaf ears when they beg or plead, making excuses for all the reasons to not seek the help you need. Days become measured only by the times when you can get high. It's your only goal, selling your soul for a buzz and not caring why. Oh, please surrender and find hope to turn to it before it's too late. Or as a dark reflection of who you used to be, 
this might become your fate. So you'll take the measure in your hand as wretched resolve does. You just want to leave it all behind. You're no longer helped by the buzz. You load the rounds into the gun, put it to your lips to gain. You pump a bullet into your brain. Just one last shot to kill the pain. In poem. Wow. That's a and, uh, real rough poem to hear I, because... You, go ahead. Go ahead. I was say it's a real well, rough uh, poem to hear because when I was talking about earlier, um, when I was talking about that friend of mine whose chicken was left in the refrigerator, it was an old boyfriend who years and years later, we ended up being roommates for a, for a while. And it was great. He was a great friend. Um, but that's who I was talking about. And he actually died from a, he got an accident and hurt his back and they gave him all these uh, morphine pills for his back pain, and but never did anything when his back was better, and then he found himself addicted to him, and oh he, he killed himself. That's how I lost him. And oh. so hearing you read that poem, you know, I, I sat down one time and talked to him and asked him, you know, why, you know, he was feeling this way. And, and at the end of the conversation, it was a horrible, horrible thing to realize that, when I lost him, it wasn't going to be if he did that, it would be when. And I knew. You know, I knew it was just a question of when at that point. And there was nothing. There was nothing I could say. Um, you always blame yourself in the end anyway and think that there was, but there really isn't. Um, yeah, there isn't. So hearing that one earlier and then hearing this one, I mean, it's just both of those very, very powerful, uh, emotionally charged pieces. Well, and I, I, I needed to have added at the end, and I forgot, so I'll do it now, that if you or anyone you know is considering suicide, if you're listening to this tonight, just contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-TALK. Uh, 273-TALK, 8255. Or you can go to org. Thank you. And, uh, well, and I, I want to tell you, too, I guess I should, that uh, uh, this past May 23rd, I celebrated six years of uh, being clean. I, I was uh, I was pretty well addicted to some pretty hard drugs. In my case, it was uh, the benzodiazepines like Xanax and things like that. And uh, I came out of a coma in the ICU after a suicide attempt. And... Uh, that was before I started writing poetry. As a matter of fact, that was the February before the August when I wrote my first poem. But uh, I knew that I had to do something then, and uh, I went through a tremendous life change. And so you can do it. You really can do it. You know, no recovery is perfect, but that's that's what recovery is. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the story, welcome. for sharing the poem, for sharing the information. I applaud you. Ah, you don't applaud me, but uh, I thank you for uh, providing uh, a vehicle like this for folks like me to to get this sort of thing out there. So I appreciate you, and you'll probably be hearing from me next week. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. 
Thank oh, you so ready. much, Philip. Love you dearly, honey. I love you too. Remember, y'all can find me on Facebook, Philip Church. Look me up and friend me. The more, the merrier. Awesome. Thanks, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you are on the air. But but do I want to be Miss Nyla? <laughs> you do. More than life itself, more than anything in the world. Uh, yes. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I swear I'd throw that in there just for laughs. Um, hey, I'm just, uh, well, I've just been going through a lot of stuff recently, so it's been, this is kind of like a culmination of a lot of things, and it's how I like to, I don't know about anybody else, but this is how I shed my skin. I don't, you know, it just is, uh, it just is the best way for me to be able to leave it where it, leave it where it lays. And uh, so this uh, this piece is, or this work is uh, called "Dead Dead to Sing." Echo shatter of distance, Ethrona. Burnt fields of azure. Who knew that it would take so much? The endurance of fresh welt scars and hardship, almost intolerable, just to reach the fall and see. The time ripened under harvest. Plague, the folly of ice and grasshoppers. Hailstones, bassin, wall. I must hail you from afar. Smoke shadows blown away. It is not yet time to go. Sufferance of endings. Fresh anguish of raw beginnings unanticipated. I have no leisure to look forward to, only sorrow. Great against nerves, and the younger set have no patience. When it is time, I will decide my passage. Bone clay of my ancestors, I am ready. I look for my shadow upon their walls. Ghost road born, I am walking, walking, always walking my way home. Well met. The sun breaks, the clean rain comes, mist veils falling, heat lightning shaping the landscape filled with unrecognized headstones. The dead still sing, you know. The echoes find their way, water over stone, echo breath upon bones, while he, bossing, hailstones beat a ragged tattoo upon the shelter of ravens, gake, pronga, an untidy nest at best, a topography of baubles that shimmer and shake with the clarion voice of thunder, honing, all. Too many times have the lives of such gone unheeded. No longer. Tears in the fabric of the modern day, sharp-eyed avions, bought no modifications. 
born fully equipped, trials by fire, voices beneath their wings, sleepless renditions of human beings, the old ones bring out their dreams for all to see. Rust, blood, the sickness tastes the same. The fire is unending. Fire's edge. We turn at their behest. Turn back and fight. Yes, of your own free will. The ravens gather by the drums. And peace. That was so powerful. Thank you for that. You're welcome. There's so much imagery in that one that just... It, it was it was it was almost like it was swallowing you, you know, which kind of goes in theme with the poem. Yeah. Just incredible, incredible. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, just like I said, I just you know, I had to shed some skin, so that's where it. Came I love from. I love that terminology, shed some skin and leave it lying, you know. Otherwise, you have to yeah. drag it around with you, and it's not comfortable after a well, while. Yeah. Great analogy. You got to get rid of this, you know. Put it, put it where it belongs. <laughs> so, there you have it. And uh, I'm reading, starting to read the the story of uh, my people, and back in the day, and this is 1920s and 30s. It's interesting. There's a lot of things in there that are that are very very cool. And one 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 interesting thing, and I'm you know, I've, I'm taking it out of its original context just because I don't want anybody to uh, you know feel offended. You know, I mean, if my people, one of my people should hear you know this particular work. But there, but the concept is what is really cool to me. And there's uh, there's something, that, uh, one of the a group of people within the within the clan always were in times of uh, basically of chaos and confusion and when the, the the clans had to make a major move in terms of moving everybody to a better location for for camp or for uh, for uh, set, resetting the village there were those who they called the travelers in the mist and they were the ones that would be the guides to lead the people you know where they needed to be and they oftentimes would be walking, the ones who would walk in the darkness and thus be heard but not necessarily seen. And how many times have I said, all who wander are not lost. <laughs> and sometimes so, not all that are lost want to be found. <laughs> well, there you go. That's it. <laughs> so... I just it's that like I'm lost really... for a reason because I'm not lost. Get oh, it? sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No doubt. So I just thought that, like I said, I thought that was a really cool concept for the, you know, behind that, behind that uh, terminology, and behind that kind of like that place of beginning, if you will. 
I really think it was cool. That's so yeah. that's you know like I said, so that's, like I said I'm, I'm picking a, a you know with, with anything that I read you know there's always going you know, to be that one uh, silver or golden thread, maybe that one or or another nugget of of uh, turquoise or something that's similar that has its own unique face. And I enjoy finding those things because those are what those those are what help me basically wipe the window clean a little bit and uh, add a little bit more pigmentation to the colors that I use. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy that. So, so you can find me at uh, Rafe Wild and Soldier Blue in parentheses on uh, Facebook, and that's primarily where I'm at right now until I can get some other uh, projects in the more, more focus of reality than just the the idea. Very cool. All right. You guys go show him some love. Absolutely great job tonight. Love the piece, honey. I'm glad you did. Thank you, Miss Tyler. All right, love. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Bet. Bye. Bye. Okay. So our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you're on the air. On the air. Mama, baby girl, <laughs> now I'm going to be singing all night because someone said they liked my singing, so I'm going to be singing, isn't this great, Mama, Mama. <laughs> I, I agree with her. Is that the voice or the tone? Is the spirit of the song and the person who sings it? And I always tell everybody that um, just because I can't sing don't mean I can't sing. Oh, I can sing. <laughs> yeah. Nobody ever wants saying. to don't, hear it. Yeah, just because I can't sing don't mean I can't sing. You know, it's really it funny is, is I, I really do not have a good singing voice. I have no range at all. I, I'm like a second alto with that has a range of three keys. You know, you, so I, I right really can't we're sing. Right we're right there together, but, like, just because we can't sing don't mean we can't sing. We're allowed <laughs> to sing. We can sing. I do, and I sing I mean, all the time, all the time. They might not like our singing or appreciate our voices, or we might not be able to carry it too, but that don't mean we can't sing. Like I said, singing is a I usually make it entertaining, though, because when I sing songs, I make up all, all new words, just random new words to all these songs. And I, I'm, I walk around singing, making up songs all the time. It's, it's, it's pretty strange. But just, don't, just don't make up words because you don't know them. Make them up because you want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I, I love President Trump's, Trump's when it said... Um, Something uh, where instead of saying God, he said me. He, you know, he was, he was. uh, Yeah, it didn't say something about. I can't remember. My brain's not working. Um, knew how to knew how to read lips that was saying what he was saying. Really, Trump lip syncing. He was supposed to say God bless America, and he said God bless me. (laughs) That's what it was. He's so horrible. It's so horrible. Anyway, I, I figured you'd appreciate a, a, a three-second bandstand. What's that? Three-second bandstand where you can say Trump sucks and get away with it. Oh, uh, I'm not even gonna say that because it's not even, that even that's not even the word that would describe uh, what's going on here. <laughs> the day they took I'm talking to my mama. I'm not gonna cuss. 
they took a nursing baby away from the mother while she was nursing, locked her up, and taking children's parents or parent, however many there, and taking them away. And then the children are just traumatized, and then they tell the children like they did in Auschwitz, oh, we're just taking your parents away to give them a shower, and then they never see them again. I mean, it's just horrible. And so, you know, let me read my poem. It's called Fate Worse Than Death. And this is a poem about the um, young ladies that were kidnapped in Cleveland and held against their will for 10 years. A fate worse than death. He raped and held them against their will. All for the thrill. Ten years he had his way. One day the girls, now women, made their great escape. They even took the baby that the rapist kidnapper made. While in jail, he was now the one who would now be at the mercy of some racist, unnatural fun. So today he hung himself. He hung himself while on suicide watch. Why did he take the coward's way out? They needed his fresh behind to feel the wrath for stealing our youth. And for plundering his human catch. He had no heart and felt no remorse. He even said it was our fault for accepting a ride in a stranger's car. In the daytime, he locked us both away like some used up sex toys. We were stuffed night and day in a closet, painfully locked away only allowed to come out and play as if an old toy in a toy box. And like a child, when he got bored or tired of us, he'd put us back. We had no choice. We never even had a voice. I wonder what God had mercy on this incorrigible man and spared him from a deplorable death instead of feeling the pain his victims felt. Did they give him back his belt and let him die his way? Did they give him ample time to pray? As he ended his life today, certainly in a, in a Cleveland cell, there were people waiting to show him just how it felt to fall victim as merciless prey to an abusive criminal's brutality for 10 years and a day. Suicide for him was more inviting. Death for him was a softer way. Death today was his best friend. Death saved him from fate's cruel hands. He chose to die a milder way than the punishment he would have faced, than the punishment that he would have befell. A fate worse than death was awaiting had he lived. Cleveland jail cell. The same fate that we encountered awaited him in that Cleveland cell. In peace. That was powerful, Mama. Yeah. yeah I just, I just really think that they just got a raw deal, and they took the baby with them. Baby, and can you imagine? You have to raise this. Child is. 
is not the child's fault, but uh, DNA is something else. We don't even know what the story after that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's amazing to me what humans are a party to with each other. You know what 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 humans are have the ability to do to each other. I mean, we're 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 our only enemy. Yeah, two young girls, ten years they were locked up in here. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay, baby girl. All right. I'll push one again. I'll push one again <laughs> when it comes back around to my. All right. Tell everyone how to find you, Mama. Uh, you can find me on Poem Hunter. You can find me on allporches.com. You can find me on Poetry Soup. You can find me on WordPress. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. No, you can't find me on Twitter. That's Trump's territory. <laughs> I was waiting for more. I, I knew there would be more. There's more, but that's enough. Digest that. <laughs> All right, Mama. Love you so much. Thank you, honey. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later if I get it. All right, Mama. All righty. So our next caller comes from area code. I was going to let me do this. There we go. Next caller comes from area code 219. Two one nine, you're on the air. Hello, Nell. How you doing? Hey, brother O, how are you doing? Oh, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. How you doing? You kind of cut out there. I'm sorry. Well, how are you this evening? Oh, I'm doing really good. I'm having a great night with you guys. Oh, thanks, thanks, sir. Well, appreciate you having this platform for us. <laughs> What'd you bring to treat us with tonight, sweetheart? Well, this is uh, my Father's Day poem called I Have Much Love You Said to Real Father. This, my day, special tribute to every one of my brothers who is a real father. It doesn't matter whether you have a child in your own or raising children who are not yours biologically. I give you a stand ovation for stepping up to your plate and taking all the responsibility and handling your business. In our community, all of the folks who seem to be on the deadbeat dads who don't do anything for their kids. It is not right because real fathers are often forgotten and not recognized for providing for their children. Instead of focusing your attention on these deadly, baby daddies, what about giving props to the brothers who do take care of their children? My dear brothers, and no one else has ever recognized you for being a great father, Brother O does. Although I'm not a father myself, I've been blessed by God to have my father and my pastor the prominent male figures in my life. They have made a tremendous impact on my life and helped me and helped shape me to the extraordinary brother that I am today. These men have overcome many trials, adversities, and obstacles to be where they are today. And I mind loving both this and for this. 
It was never such a round of applause. Brother, what, what does it mean to be a real father, my brother? You were blessed and fortunate enough to have your dad around. My father left me when I was a young man, and I have a kid now. And I don't want to repeat that cycle again. First and foremost, my brother, a real father is a leader. He is like the star quarterback in a football team. He is the captain of his ship. He is the bishop of his household, and he is that rock that his family can lean on in times of adversity. A real father always sets the example for everyone else in the family to follow because he is a role model. He's not a man who is not ashamed to show love and guidance to everyone else in his family. A real father is consistent, faithful God saying a man believes in the power of prayer. He is the strong power of the family. A real father is never dominating, controlling, or abusive at all. My dear brother, so all of you have sons. You are the first influence in their lives. And believe this or not, you make a big impact in their lives. Your sons need you to teach them how to become real men. In one way or another, they imitate as you. It may look like you'll take on some of your traits. And these days, our sons need strong men to look up to because most of them are being influenced by negative people. But sadly, a few of them look up to the rappers, players, and pimps as their role models. My dear brothers, do all of you have daughters? You also have a big influence on them. They so desire to be the apple of your eye and daddy's little girl. You must teach them how to act like a real woman. But there are many negative influences out here, especially now today. I need you to keep a close eye on them and watch them like an evil because you set the model for the type of man that you will eventually date. And she will try to find someone like you. Your real father is a man who's a hard-working brother. He gets up to go to work. He gets on his grind to make sure his children are well taken care of. A real man, a real father is a man. He takes time out of his busy schedule to be involved in every aspect of his children's lives. He teaches his sons and daughters morals and values and spends quality time with them. A real father praises his children for their achievements and good work. A real father is a brother who is a firm believer in discipline, order, and structure. And when his kids do something wrong, he should not be afraid to correct them. A real father makes it clear that he don't take no mess. And he sets the tone for how his house is going to be run. A real father is not only firm, but he's fair. My brother, the greatest blessing that you will ever receive as a man is being a father. And, of course, it can be challenging at times. But at the end of the day, you will actually see the results of you setting the models for, for people around you. My dear brother, happy Father's Day to each and every one of you. And may God continue to bless you and your families always. In poems.
Fantastic right, Brother O. Thanks, Nala. <laughs> You're very welcome. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you. Uh, those of you who are not familiar with my work, well, Hermes for the first time, I can be found on Facebook on Omar Brother O. Gatlin. Very cool. All right, and we will see you here next week? Yes, I'll be on next week. Thank you. All right, thank you, Brother O. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Okay. Okay. All right, our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. This is Stan Phillips. Hey, Stan. How are you, sweetie? I'm doing fine. And to George and Shelley, very, very happy birthdays to you both. You want to sing happy birthday to them? Oh, God. oh all right. Uh-huh. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, George and Shelley. Happy birthday to you. There you go. Oh, who knew we had so many crooners in this group? Do you hear that yeah. voice? Oh, you sounded like, oh, like Dean Martin. Uh, uh, nothing like <laughs> gravel across broken glass to make your day. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they're grinning ear to ear. That was awesome. Fantastic job on that band. This lineup in the start of this thing has been like the poetic murderer's row. I mean, it knockout punches everywhere. I it's mean, been a fantastic show, yes. To Sin and Dan, it's so damn good to hear Sin back. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Shelley, Dennis, Brother O, Philip. I mean, God. You know, Soldier Blue. This has been awesome. It has it's been. It's been simply awesome. Oh, and I should warn you, everyone's had some very serious pieces. Well, I did my homework. <laughs> you I get to read, too. I will remind you, it was Apple Polisher's Heart. And I'm all for free love, but let's not get crazy. <laughs> and science finds a 540-million-year-old... Okay, here we go. So needless to say, twisted in mischief is what you got. I like it. Okay. Well, since I get to do two, you get to pick them. They're all three your homework, so are they long or short? Uh, well, actually, none of them is that, exactly that long. Why don't you do two of them, and then, I don't know, because you'll do all this week's homework, too, huh? This is this week's homework that you gave me. No, next week's homework. So read two, and then I'll keep you on, and you can host with me for a while if you want to. 
and then we can read through it in a little bit. Okay. Well, we'll just not hang out tonight. Since, since I still have something of a voice left, I'm going to go ahead and do this one. I'm all for free love, but let's not get crazy. And like you said, it, it doesn't have to be the title or in it. It just it could be just a prompt that directs you in that direction. Mm-hmm. And since this was back when Mama and me were talking about the old hippie days, one of the big things about the old hippie days was, one, sex education was coming into swing at that time. And two... What is the STD today was the VD in its day, and that was a big issue. And being a smartass in training in high school, I uh, decided to come up with a parody for my sex education class based on when the caissons go rolling along. And that's what I'm going to do for that one as a prompt. Okay. Are you are you ready for this? I'm ready. Oh, I doubt it, but here we go. <laughs> <laughs> over here, over there, yes, it's spreading everywhere as the VD goes creeping along. Father, run, hide your son. Was your daughter having fun while the VD was creeping along? So with that nice long syringe, fill us with penicillin. Call out your problem loud and strong. I said, call out your problem loud and strong. Oh, yeah, right. It's just me. Bullshit. Even though it usually shows, you may never know. When the VD goes creeping along. When the VD goes creeping along. Cha, cha, cha. That's it. That was incredible. You know, it's really funny it, the way the brain goes. It made me think about that. It made me think about um, sex education and how all of a sudden, you know, something that was taboo to talk about, they were teaching about sexually transmitted diseases and sex education. And then the whole AIDS, when the AIDS awareness campaign came out, that was like, oh, my God, we cannot believe they're talking about sex diseases on, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Right? Yes. It was just crazy. And then it made me think about all of the people in history, weird jump of the brain, all the people in history who we've lost. Think of how many great people died of syphilis back in the old days. Countless. You know? Yes. And I and I'm and when you so when that's where my brain went and then I'm thinking, listening to you sing this poetry song and I'm like, I wish I could go back in time and march down the street singing this to Oscar Wilde's friends and people and hanging out there with everybody and, and yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I know. But it was, like you said, it was Sing such a song. It was, it was not discussed. Mm-mm. It wasn't. Oh, no, that was terribly taboo. Horrible stuff. And I guess the next one was the Apple Polisher's Heart, which came into as a poem. And I just used the apple polisher's heart as the title of it. Okay. Okay. I had a teacher whom I held in my heart. She was a goddess, an angel, and more. But other students didn't treat her that way. And one so vile, I truly abhorred. 
her image to me always in an aura of light. But bully Spike cussed her, broke every rule. He'd show disrespect at every turn. Never obeyed when told to stay after school. I told him, Spike, you'll live to regret this someday when your actions catch up to you. Piss off, you ass kisser, he'd growl back at me. Fuck you and her. I'll do what I want to do. The other kids thought this was quite funny. Teacher's ass-kissing pet, they said. So amused. I felt the rage and pain swelling up inside me. Couldn't stand my angel and I being so abused. Twelve years have now passed. I'm a grown man. But those memories in heart and mind still hold. My angel moved on. I wish her a blessed life. Patient, I waited to collect dues long owed. Now the school and the parents seem so appalled. Can't imagine why they're so distraught. Spike's severed head on a stool facing the corner. The rules stay after school he's been taught. So I mark him out of my yearbook. And you might have thought me done, but alas. Many lessons still to teach for my angel, my teacher. And it was such a very large class. In peace. Ooh, that was spooky. (laughs) What an odd twist. That was awesome. (laughs) I told you. Did I ever tell you about the journal I lost, Stan? Mm -hmm. No, you did not. So I I had a journal that I had in my personal night, and I went to a Yaya concert, Yaya concert in Portland, and I had it stuffed under the seat of the car. And when I came out of the concert, the car had been broken into and the journal was gone. My purse was gone. Everything was gone. But all I could think about was my journal was gone. And I always keep a journal with me. I handwrite in it, and when I get to the last page, I grab another journal. So everything's handwritten in it. The very first thing I was writing in it, a friend of mine named Mark and I were having coffee, and we were talking about, I don't know what we were talking about, but there was a kid in the booth behind us kicking the seat, and it was really setting him off. And he said a comment about, you know, this is how how serial killers are born or something. <laughs> and it made me think in my head, you know, what were, you know, someone who can walk through a normal day, go to a job, you know, come home, cook a TV dinner, go to bed, get up and do the next thing. What is it that triggers them and makes them go out and kill? Because a serial killer doesn't kill 24-7. Right? And so I'm thinking, you know, what would it be that would trigger? And I started thinking about what's one of the most irritating things to me. And it started with the ticking of a clock. So the very first poem that I wrote in this journal, I start talking about a series of events. Like I'm sitting here and the clock is ticking and it's getting louder and louder and louder. And outside I hear the, the... paper fall in the mud the paper boy threw the paper in the mud again and there's that bitch on tv trying to sell me blah 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 and i just start going through all these strange series of events that's the perfect series of events that makes him snap and go out and kill somebody right yes so whoever stole my journal now i offered put in the very craigslist the very next day a 400 hundred dollar reward for my journal just my journal 
Wow. You know, keep all the rest of the shit that was in there. You know, just give me back my journal. And nobody called me. And I keep thinking if I had opened up that journal and read the first page about someone being a serial killer and these things, I'm sitting there and I hear the mud and the paper in the mud, and I just want to, ah. <laughs> I'm thinking, would I call that person, <laughs> tell them I had their journal? <laughs> No, but I'm, you know, if there's an address in here, I might want to mail this back to them. <laughs> so when I'm listening to your poem and you get to that awesome, phenomenal ending, I'm, it instantly made me think about that piece I wrote and then the losing the journal and just laughing, saying, I wouldn't get anywhere near me. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, that's one oh, too funny. you cross the street to avoid. It's such a very large class. I know. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That would be really fun to get uh if you could get access to a room or make it look like a school room or get access to a school room, you know, just doing a really simple old like black and white style film, silent not not like a 1920s, but like you know the 50s maybe. And yeah. show these kids sitting in there and the pretty teacher and all the kids in class and, you know, and, and kind of watch the actions play out as you're reading it, as you're doing the voiceover on it. But just have it, you know, happening in the background and this little kid and stuff. And then having a, a man standing in the middle. I don't know, maybe not schools and classrooms. That's such a t- t- terrible, touchy thing right now. But it would make a good video if you were if you were <laughs> to make something like that. But now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. Probably not a good idea. Well, but it would be awesome. <laughs> it, a point. Be, it could also have a have another point to it. I remember now old bully Spike is the one that got him started. Mhm. I mean the other kids yep. chimed in after, but that bully Spike's the one that got him started. Yeah. So maybe that might be a reason to send that out. Hey kids, maybe you better be careful about the little guy you're picking on now because once he grows up. Yeah. He might come calling. He can't kick sand in his face anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know. Exactly. He might go, remember me? <laughs> yeah. I remember you. And the sad part is that kids aren't waiting that long anymore. They're just walking into the schools. That's just crazy nuts. Just craziness. Yeah, don't pick uh, on anybody, people. That's just not a good idea. True, true. All right, Stan. So hold on to the next one. We'll do that in a little bit. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. You sure you got time to hang out with me? I, did, I just assumed. I just like accosted you for I life. I'm so sorry. Thursday night for Nyla. <laughs> He's mine. All mine tonight, folks. Okay. All right, Stan. Awesome. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. Area code 347. You are on the air. Uh. Behind the Michael Kors? Uh, yeah. Okay. So right behind the Michael Yeah. 347, are you there? Hello? Hello? 347. Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. Hey. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. That was awesome. <laughs> next time the, next time you have us on hold like that, though, say something juicier or more scandalous, please. <laughs> oh, it's scandalous. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> really, I, you know these people who butt dial you too. 
don't butt dial somebody, you guys, unless you're going to be doing something interesting that we can tease you about later, because that's no fun, because we end up sitting there listening to you for 20 minutes, and we don't hear anything, right? So be more courteous when you butt dial us. Okay, I'm done. Nope. Courteous butt dials. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, when it comes to butt dialing, silence may be golden. Mm. <laughs> Well, 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 they say the okay, well, yeah, silence is golden. I but got not it. Always. <laughs> Beware of those Easy. silent ones. <laughs> okay. Introduce the yourself silent. to everyone. Okay, this is the silent butt dialer, Prince A. McNally, from Brooklyn, New York. And <laughs> <laughs> <So> you got it. <laughs> Oh, okay. But I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a small poem. Okay. Did you know that writers rarely sleep? We rest in small increments of every now and then. And while all the world is soundly sleeping, I lie awake thinking absorbing the beautiful music of the early morning quiet through my skin. A smile erupts in my soul as Epiphany softly blows her silent whispers upon the feathers of my ever-weeping pen. And Paul. Oh. Go ahead, Stan. Love those metaphors and those images. Fantastic. That was great. Thank you, Sam. What is it about poets in the nighttime? Yeah. There's there's things that attract us. The night, the midnight hour for some reason, windows. Windows are really important to poets Mm -hmm. for some reason. I don't know why. It's it's like the nighttime. And it's like, you know, when you – I saw that posted when you said that, you know, writers rarely sleep. What was the first line? Did you know that writers rarely sleep? We rest in small increments of every now and then. Yeah, I read that when I read that line because that was posted. I read that line today, and it's like, you know, I I I was thinking, oh, here's scientific proof now why I don't sleep. You know, <laughs> I, I, if I get a good four hours of sleep a night, or four hours of sleep a night, I'm I'm fine. I'm good with that. Yeah, I am too. You know, it's like I don't require a whole lot of sleep, which is kind of weird, but it is what it is. Like, I I can be up until, say, seven or something. And, you know, I don't have to be to work until three. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. And it's the I thing about when the nighttime, when, when everything's quiet, that writers just as absolutely love. So I'm going to read you something. I'm going to take a second here, guys. Forgive me. I never do this. I'm going to read you something that I wrote about that, okay? Whoopee. Let's go. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, it was just a random a random thought, something I jotted down. I never even titled it. I just put it on, on a, a picture image I had. But it's about the same thing, and it, it says, uh, Since my beginning, I have walked in shadows, felt at home in the dark, dancing at the edge of streetlights. When the rest of the world is locked behind dark windows, it is then, cloistered inside these velvet hours, 
when the world has shed all possible need of me, that I am free to walk naked under the stars, footsteps pounding the drum of my own making, which is basically saying the same thing, you know? Oh, yeah. I rarely sleep. I, you know, the whole nighttime thing belonging to us. So, yeah, I love your piece, honey. It's like you come you come to life. I mean, for me, if that's my time, you know, because I, I just can't wait for the time to go to the beach. I have to do Mm-hmm. I have to agree. For me, the only value I really find during the sunlit hours is when it rises and when it sets. I want to mm-hmm. see that, you know, because I have never seen two the same ever. Yeah. So good one. Like, you hit a nerve. Oh yeah, outstanding piece. Thank, thank you. <coughs> so, darling, Mister McNally, will you please tell everyone how to find you? Um, you can find me on Facebook, Prince A. McNally, and you can also find me on uh, Instagram. Uh, what is my Instagram? That's funny. Okay. Um, oh, my! I forgot my Instagram. <laughs> I went blank. <laughs> uh, oh, no, it, it, it's um, Poets for the People. I'm sorry. Poet for the people, and that's the letter four, the the number four. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Great read. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, Stan. Have a good one. You too, too, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla and Stan. How are you guys doing? Doing fine. All right, this hey, is, sweetheart. Uh, Eric Nelson, Manly Showman. Of course you are. <clears throat> yep. How are you doing tonight, Are you Nyla? sure? Can I see some ID, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about all that. I'm not that technically... Uh, <laughs> Advanced or uh, savvy. <laughs> What'd you bring for us tonight, love? All right. Well, Stan, I believe has already heard this, but uh, hang on one second. Let me get it. Let me get it up. Alrighty. All right. This is called "Shut Me Up," and I'll tell you. Uh, Hall is inspired by it after I read it. So, you guys ready? Oh, yeah. Please. Shut me up. The alphabets, their letters, the literatures, their writers, the poems, the poets, the plays, the play, their playwrights, the books, their authors, the short stories, their writers, the novellas and novelettes, their writers and the writers, the mics, the spoken words. I like my written art of words just like I like my own created art of words. The alphabets, their letters, the literatures, their writers, the poems, their poets, the plays, their playwrights, the books, their authors, the short stories, their writers, the novellas, 
and novelettes, their writers, the mics, the spoken words. I like my written art of words just like I like my own created art of words. I can't wait for you to try and shut me up every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every night, every week, every month, every year of my life. I can't wait for you to try and shut me up by yelling shut it up every time I read my poetry aloud, every time I speak my mind on anything, every time I voice my opinion on everything, every time I mention my truths that don't jive with your truths, every time I say a joke and you take it to be serious and get butt hurt over it. Oh, excuse me. Every time I answer your questions and they they differ from your answers, the alphabets, their letters, the literatures, their writers, the poems, their poets, the plays, their playwrights, the books, their authors, and shorts, the, the short stories, their writers, the novellas, and novelettes, the writers, the open mic, the open mics, the spoken words. I like my written art of words, just like I like my own created art of words. The alphabets, their letters, the literatures, their writers, the poems, their poets, the plays, their playwrights, the books, their authors, the short stories, their writers, the novellas and the novelettes, their writers, the open mics, the spoken words. I like my written art of words, just like I like my own creative, created art of words. I can't wait for you to try and shut me up and make me even more popular and become the most talked about, unshuttable poet. I can't wait for you to try and shut me up and make me even more popular and become the most talked about, unshuttable poet. I never found it funny, not then and especially not now. I just want my own art of words to be heard and read throughout the world. Is this too much to ask? I never found it funny, not then and especially not now. I just want my own creative word, uh, created art of words to be heard and read throughout the world. Is this too much to ask for? Because the fame, the clout, the renownness, I can't wait for you to try and shut me up and make me even more popular and to become the most talked about unshuttable poet. I can't wait for you to try and shut me up by yelling, shut it up. I can't wait for you to try and shut me up and make me even more popular and become the most talked about unshuttable poet. I can't wait for you to try and shut me up by yelling, shut it up. That's in peace. I feel like I was stuck in Groundhog's Day. All right. <laughs> Yay! That's not the point of the poem, but yeah. Well, I was inspired by uh, MSI. It's a mindless self-indulgence. They're acid rock band. And uh, I got into them when I actually saw them in concert, too. But uh, they're very different. Uh, the song is called Shut Me Up. And that's what inspired me, but I decided to take it a little different. So, uh, but the in the in the song in the video they have a music video, and uh, this guy is a is a clerk at a gas at a uh, at a uh, grocery store, and he basically just loses his crap, and lots of weird stuff happens. So, it's pretty funny. 
But it, <laughs> that's it, one of the best lines I've hits, heard. It held seriously. Wait, 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 wait. That's one of the best lines I've heard all week. He loses his crap oh, yeah. and stuff happens. Well, is that not a great a sentence? I mean, how can it. you not love? Seriously, <laughs> wait a minute. I want us yeah. to all ponder this. We're pondering. <laughs> he loses. He loses his shit and stuff happens. That's very mm-hmm. profound. Yeah. I love that sentence. That, right. I don't know why that tickled me, but that absolutely tickles me. Okay, go ahead. I'm done having my moment. Well, thank you. <laughs> what do you think, Stan? <laughs> Well, I, I'm like with Nyla there. That was like being in kind of a loop of reality. It was like a loop, you know, and it yeah. kept going back to it. And and yet, you go through the like like I know your thing is the list poem. You go through your list part, but then when you got mm-hmm. to the part of, I can't wait for you to shut me up. That's where you buried it. Mm-hmm. That's where you buried it, and then you became like you said, the, the renowned poet. You know, the most unshuttable. I can't wait for you to shut me up. Like, yeah, try to stifle my voice. Make it to where you tell people, no, you don't want to hear this, to where they go, wait a minute. Yeah, I do want to hear this. <laughs> you know? Right. Like they Each time he did the, the repeating of it. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's like the forbidden fruit. Tell mm-hmm. people, no, shut that up. You can't have that. And that's when they want it even more. To right. me, it made me think about you as being like this 10-year-old boy with freckles and muddy feet <laughs> and this, this, this scowl on your face and your hands and fists on, on your hips and staring at someone and they're telling you, you know, as I'm reading that and you're doing the repetitive part of it, it's like you're saying that every time you take a step and something makes you trip, you repeat it again. And then something trips you again. So each time you repeated it, for me, it was like a separate stepping stone. Like you walk forward and that trips you, and you just re- you say the same thing again, reaffirmating yourself. Something else else trips you, and it doesn't matter. You stand up, you say the word, same words to yourself over and over again. No matter what hits you in life, you're you know you can't stop me. This is where I'm going. This is this you know it's like a, a positive self affirmation that you repeat over and over and over again. And each time someone something tries to knock you down, it's fine. Fuck you. I'm going to get even bigger and better. All right, you know what, now, now I have a whole planet built to me. You try to stop me and shut me up? No, I have a whole planet now that belongs to me, and it's full of all my fans, and we broadcast, you know, and, and, and what, what, we tried to shut me up again? Oh, now I have a universal broadcast system where they translate into 754,000 million alien languages. Now you want to shut me up? <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it was awesome. awesome. Just, each step was like, you know, more determined, and it was great. Thanks, and uh. I was, I was, uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It's a self-affirmation too. Um, but when I, when I wrote it, it's, uh, I've been censored a lot throughout my life and I think we all have, uh, whether it's self-censor or censor just because the venue that you're at, but, uh, or just being censored at work. Like I, I got in trouble. Well, I didn't get in trouble, but I got told to shut up. Uh, apparently it wasn't cool what I said <laughs> and I wasn't making fun of anybody. I wrote a poem called, uh, original two heterosexual, uh, genders. And I was talking to them about that. And, uh, our conversation from the show came up about transgenderism. Last time we were talking about that. 
And apparently I wasn't supposed to talk about that on my lunch break. So my boss came in and he's like, you need to skip that conversation. I don't know how it came up. I was like, all right. (laughs) I don't know if he took that to offense or or what, but. But I have to be careful because where I work, they're a pretty hardcore Christian, and I'm not. And they might be offended, you know. So I just I pretty much keep my mouth shut. <laughs> uh, so I can't cuss. And I'm not supposed to get mad. I'm not supposed to do a lot of things. I've been working on my anger too. So, and I'm actually a lot more happier because I'm completely independent and I'm making my own money. Exactly. That helps. And like you said, the the venues vary. Like, I'm here tonight on Nyla's, which is is pretty much a wide-open venue. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'll I'll be doing things on, like, uh, Poetry in the Raw, which is a real Mm -hmm. wide-open venue. But then I'll do something on Inspiration Factory, which is more of a spiritual, religious-based venue. Right. And I've got to be aware of the venue. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I am a poet like you. If I feel that a word is needed in a piece mm-hmm. to really emphasize and express what I'm trying to say, I'm going to use it. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear it. <laughs> Just, you might right. as well deal. <laughs> but I do mm-hmm. respect the idea that certain venues, they would prefer certain language not be said. Now, if I'm out in public and I'm in a conversation with someone in a debate or something and I need to say something to emphasize my point that I am not saying like a derogatory statement toward them but to emphasize my position, they're going to hear it. But we're in a public venue in a free speech society, allegedly. So guess what? I exercise my rights. That's right. I definitely agree, Stan. Yeah. And I am think, adamantly against political correctness. Oh yeah, me too. I'm 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 completely I've been against it since it came out. <laughs> but that's one thing I aim at being is, is politically incorrect all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. So, like I posted this poem real quick, uh, it's called Sexual Endeavors and I can't read it on the show. It's it's pornographic. Ah. But, uh, and anyways, I posted in my group that I created. And my friend in Australia, or not in Australia, actually, he's in the Philippines. He's from Australia. But he lives in the Philippines. He added one of his friends to my group. And this woman told me that I should have not, should have not posted it because it pissed her off. And she told me that I hadn't grown up from college because I wrote it back in college, and uh, she said that you do know there's I probably a this. little bit of truth in that. Just what? a little. That I shouldn't have posted it. No, that you probably haven't grown up a lot since college. You have to admit there's oh, probably course. a I little bit of truth in that. <laughs> I haven't grown up at all. I never grow up. I'm a kid. <laughs> I, I heard that. And it's like, no, wait a minute. Maybe she does know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. She does me a little bit, but I, so I told her, I said, maybe not, you know, I don't really grow up, but 
what didn't matter if I grew up in college or the Navy or whatever, it didn't matter. But, I mean, I learned some from my mistakes to some extent. So I did kill at one time. I Well, I believe I killed a lot of my ego, so it was a lot worse. We are but, allowed to get wiser without growing up. Of course. Right. Anyway, so she got mad about that, and then I posted my other poem. It's called The Politically Incorrect uh, Hermaphrodite, and she got mad about that. And she said that these can be triggerable and offensive, and I was like, that's the point. And so whenever I was in college, I was a little punk, and I actually read Sexual Endeavors in a, in a venue I wasn't supposed to, but I was just doing it to prove a point. So, But uh, she didn't like that. And eventually she told me that she was leaving because she thought that I, she thought that I thought I was a God. And I was like, this is my group that I created. You need to adhere to the rules or go on, you know, it's that, that simple. I'm not trying to be a totalitarian dictator, but you are in my group and I'm going to post what I want to post. (laughs) And, and the group is all about being, is all about freedom of speech. You can post whatever you want. So it was just it was just crazy. And then she went on uh in another group and I think it's Outlaw Poets and I and I just wrote a new poem. And you actually read it, Stan. Uh Yes. The quarter horser as well. Yes. And she put uh she said, You seem like you're on a power trip. <laughs> yes. I'll just let her do what she wants to do. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, remember that. Yes. <laughs> no, I'll read it next time, Nyla. So, okay. It's it's pretty good. It's it's a it's a spin. It's a uh, spin on death. Yeah. Like like death is the only true god. Uh, death is a quarter horser. He's a grim reaper. He's an Israel. He's a lot of different things. And then I explain why uh, why he is all those things too. So. But, yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm going to try to jump on again if we still got time. Sorry I was late. I went. I wasn't going to be on the show. Uh, my friend, I met him actually at an open mic night, and he used to do comedy in L.A. And, uh, or actually, yeah, yeah, it was L.A., yeah, back in the 60s and 70s. And uh, he's really cool. And actually, he made, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, he posted it on my page a while back. He made DVDs of me reading my poetry and I'm going to start selling those. I don't know how much I'm going to, I'm actually going to get with him next Saturday, not this Saturday, next Saturday. And we're going to do CDs and we're going to do DVDs too, but I might start selling those for like five bucks or something. And I'm going to have as many poems as I can have on my CDs. Uh, He told me I could have up to 78 minutes. So that's quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah. So, and it'll be cheaper than me going to a studio. Yeah, the quality won't be as great as a studio, but it'd be the way to do it. I didn't know I could do that. So, he told me, he's like, yeah, you could come over, and he knows how to do all that. So, like I said, I'm not technologically savvy. So, I know how That'd to type cool. on my on my laptop. I know how to type on my phone. I don't know how to use the internet and look stuff up, but... <laughs> That's about it. Hey, guess what? What's that? I bet people would love to know how to find you. Oh, yeah. Did you like that (laughs) smooth segue there? Yeah, smooth moves. 
I have to jump in somewhere, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. And you can find me on Facebook. My like page is Poet Eric Nelson Manley Showman. You can find me on YouTube. It's Eric Nelson Manley Showman. You can find me on Poem Hunter. That's Eric Nelson Manley Showman. Uh, And right now, that's really it. So that's where you can find me. (laughs) So, well, thanks so much, Stan. And and thanks so much, Nyla. And do I have time to call back in, or is it too late? Um, we've got quite a few on hold, but you might be able to get in. Just if I if I'm able to pull you in, I will. All right, cool. Well, I went to dinner before this show with my friends. What I was trying to get at earlier, so that's why I'm late. But all right, well, I'll call right back in. Of course. Yay! I'm starving. All right, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sweetheart. All right, later, Nyla. Thank you, and thank Bye. you, Stan. I'll talk to you guys in a little bit. <laughs> Bye. All right. So our next caller is going to come from area code 732. But I do want to let area code 503 and area code 419 know that you are not in the lineup. If either of you would like to come on and read tonight, just go ahead and press 1 on your phones. Everyone else, you're okay. Get away from those buttons. All right. Okay. Now 419. So 419, if you want to come on and read tonight, uh, just press 1. 503, if you want to come on and read tonight, Press 1, and uh, we'll be able to get you and bring you on, okay? If you're here just listening, appreciate you being here, and we will, uh, if you change your mind at any time, just go ahead and press 1. Okay, I think I did the, I said it at all. I did it, yay! Okay, hi, Stan. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where I was. Let's go ahead and bring the next caller on. <laughs> 732, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Good, you can hear me all right. Metal Poet calling in from the Jersey Shore. Hey, Mr. Metal Mouth. Yeah. Oh, come on, I never had braces. I just thought it sounded cool. I could just picture, like, this album cover of you, and you're opening your mouth, and you have, like, these typewriter teeth, and words are just spitting out. And on that note... (laughs) Hi. How y'all doing? <laughs> I never said that my brain was normal, but it is entertaining. If you come yeah. in, bring a flashlight and a sack lunch. <laughs> oh, man, I'm trying to picture that in my head, but what teeth I got left. Oh, man. <laughs> I can see it in, I can see it enough for both of us. I can see it perfectly. It works. Nice. It's awesome. Just trust me. <laughs> so how's your hands feeling? <laughs> It's it's doing it's doing okay. It's doing okay. It, Do you know what I found out recently? It's really what? weird because everyone said get your you know don't get your dominant hand done first. Get your undominant hand done. And but I write when I write I write left-handed. My arm when I hold the pen, my my right hand goes into an arch as if I were writing left-handed. Or I have to turn the paper sideways so I'm writing away from myself. But when I write with my left hand, I hold the pen like I'm writing right-handed. I hold it. I, that's the only way I can hold the pen and write straight up and down on paper. It's the weirdest thing, but it's because my brain, my right brain, the right half of my brain is connected to the left, the left is connected to the right. So it's really weird. And But I also found out that your left hand is your creative hand, and your right hand 
is your task hand. And since mm. I've had this done, I haven't realized how much I really use my left hand. I mean, I use my left hand way more than I use my right. So it's almost like I had my dominant hand done first. But then I was looking at all the stuff I was doing, and the, when I was doing creative stuff, that's always when I led with my left hand. It's really weird. Okay, yeah, you left-handed hand. people are evil. <laughs> but I'm a, right, I'm a right-handed, left-handed person. But that's all right. If you reverse the word evil, it actually spells out live, so you're good to go. Oh, awesome. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you were a left-handed person back in the olden days where I come from, you'd be you'd be beaten by the nuns. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, so people down like that, I don't judge. <laughs> Yeah, because they're walking around with one left rudder broken. They're walking around in circles. <laughs> uh, so what'd you bring us, my darling? All right, all right. Um, all right, I'll mention it now. For the first time ever, I'm actually on my way to completing my first ever chap, I guess, book. A book? I don't know. I've been. I've only been writing for the last 28 frigging years. It's about the time I actually put something together. So... <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, I'm putting it together, and I realize I can't type the crap. Um, you know, it takes you know, like hunting, packing, and whatnot. But um, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's an older piece. Um, and it's pretty pissed off. So let's, huh? let, let my words let, let my words do the talking here. All, All right. right, the book the book when it comes out, if if you want, I can always mail you a copy or whatever. I don't know, but if you're like you know interested in in the mind of the metal poet, uh, the book is called Blood Throne. Very metaphoric. Everything I do is metaphoric. Um, and this piece, well, actually, in the book of Blood Throne, I have a series: Blood Throne One, Part Two, Part Three, Blood Print Part One, and then they all fuse together. Um, this one is I called the declaration of human demise. It takes apart everything that we have in our declaration of independence and it reverses it because that's what we're doing anyway. We write policies and then we bend them to appease others. Um, it's just like religion. Religion people, I mean, man does not serve God or goddess or their gods anymore. It seems they, they bend stuff around so that religion serves them. You know, so oh, who knows what the truth is? It's hard. You know, same thing. That's you know, right. it's, it's, they're going to bend this to serve themselves. That's right, and that's why I'm not. I'm not taking my summer vacation in the Middle East. <laughs> you know, that is actually. I would love to go see the Middle East sometime. All if right, all, all right. Well, I'll, I'll look in the obituary section for you. There. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep watching Channel 2 News. You'll be waving, waving from the top of the pyramid. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. I will. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, all right. I got a piece called The Declaration of Human Demise. This is Article 3, the last one. Um, if you want to see the other ones, um, it's not on my site, but I'll I'll probably never put it on my site, but... It'll be in the book, so eventually I'll have it going. All right, it's called Declaration of Human Demise, Article 3, Human Compromise Slash Last Rights. All right, listen for the metaphors here. (laughs) Self-evident, 
sacrifices needed to hold this unity as one. These truths within blind will never see, even though staring directly at the answer. For minds are not their own. Self-control is not an option. To hold in self-contempt, disoriented are thou visions conceived. Misguided system is their own doing, for blood cleanses filth yet again in spite to wash any plight of injustice as to turn thou head the other way. Gagged and bound by self-conflict, thy own conviction, thy own addiction, no restriction for the walking contradiction, burnt by thy own friction, forsaken by thy own eviction. Speak no word aloud, for it well be held against thou action. Define thy existence as eyes who watch through their denial appoint themselves the overseers of ridicule. So shall set the front. Sleep not through the wake. The comfort and warmth from a cold dead hand. Embraces, fractures, held together by defining antitrust. Gently rests its rotted fingertips on top of the child's head. Sheath its lie, letting the innocent covet thy tit it sucks. Shallow breaths of its life, forsaken by its own. Inner peace needs to survive or will eventually vanish, becoming one with reality of society's defigurement, patterns driven far beyond one's reach for control or to see a light causing this hand becometh its own final solution. End poem. Amazing last line in that. Great close on that poem. The last final solution. Wow. That was extremely powerful. Thank you. And unfortunately, a very real observation. Yeah, I, it's actually one I don't really. These are like my old old pieces. I don't. I've never actually read them aloud. So, just here, <laughs> just on you guys, so you can't see my face. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you live. Oh, dear. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, since Sandy, everybody knows where I live. <laughs> I'm in the middle of the freaking ocean, waving. Hello. I, I, I followed you home from the library. You're my friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> There's a couple of people out here like that. Come on. <laughs> All right, baby. Tell them where they're all you. out here. <laughs> uh, well, you can find me here. Apparently, you found me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm boy! Everyone. <laughs> do you ever try taking the one hand? I mean, do you have feeling in the hand at least? I mean, do you do what I do? Sit on my own? Do I sit on my own hand where I have no feelings? So when I touch myself, I'm like, oh, who's that? <laughs> now that. The left hand. Oh, that's um, just me. I, I have no feeling. I, I still have. Yeah, I can't feel it. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Where am I? You can find me. Oh, please. Um, every time I come on here and do read, I get at least one new like to my site, which is much, very much appreciated. Um, to crush beneath poetry. You can find me on Facebook. Um, 
I really don't have my work anywhere else, really. Um, I'm just too busy to type and write stuff. And I'm, I'm more of a live performer, really. So if you go to the Course Beneath Poetry site, I mean, there's tons of videos and pictures of the uh, the uh, the open mics that I have, the, the Crush Beneath Poetry open mics at the, at the library. Um, coming July 5th, and it's going to be a big one. It's going to be our fourth year anniversary, so we're going to try everything we can to get kicked out of the library. Um, we got... Uh, I mean, it's just more than poetry. I mean, we have music. I mean, we got a whole band coming in and playing. We got an organ in there. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it's just fun. You got my wife that does all the cooking or baking, really, and cookies, brownie. That's right. I got to send you some cookies. Um, uh, and I don't know. It's just, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm wasting your time now. Um, uh, come uh, anybody, anybody that's in the 732 or Ocean County area in Jersey, come on down this, uh, not this one, next Saturday, next Saturday in Asbury Park, there's going to be, uh, Asbury Park Day, um, out of the few little grassy, gnolly friggin' park areas that's left in Asbury, one of them is going to actually be holding the festival. I'll be reading there. Um, and then you got Social Festival, which I'm the coordinator of poets, and um, that's going to be July 28. Um, that's in Lacey Township at Veterans Park. I'll be reading my my veterans uh, poems there. Um, and then you got Rock to Adopt, which is the helpful for uh, um, at the Popcorn Park Zoo. For like the, the the wounded animals, and you got some really cool animals there, and they just got like a really cool blue-eyed white tiger that's actually legally blind. Awesome animal there, but um, it's for the help the the adoption of the 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 cats and dogs and whatnot there, and I'm selling wristbands for that. So I'm the drum tech there. I'm doing a lot of crap, but um, I'm the only performer oh, out awesome. of like 18 bands. Like out of like out of, I think eighteen bands, two days long. I'm the only performer that's reading, and I'm reading it for the animals. I'm actually creating a poem for the animals, which I'm going to sell and raise money and all that to help out. So that's going to be that's September. Fantastic. So I'll, I'll throw, kudos for that. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. Anyway, on the course we say you, you'll you'll see everything. You'll see the pictures of the wristbands and everything that I'm talking about. So just come on by, okay. and just say hello or fuck you or whatever you want to do. I, I'm great with criticism. Just go for it. Um, I appreciate the airtime. I'm sorry if I took so long. I'm rambling. I know. But. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. All right, kiddo. Take care of that hand, and I'll call back. Thank you, babe. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Looking forward to it. Okay. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six. Hey, seven, one, or excuse me. Uh, 419 and 734, you are not in the lineup. If either of you want to come on, press 1. And uh, we're going to try to get through the rest of you callers. <coughs> Excuse me. Fairly quickly. Let's go ahead and bring on area code 910. 910, you're on the air. Nine one zero, are you with us? Hello. Nine one zero. Yeah, I'm here. Aha. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. 
Awesome. What you got for us tonight, love? Or first introduce yourself to everyone. That's probably important. Well, I, I was actually, I was playing the game, but listening to uh, Jersey Guys, Metal Teeth, you know. Um, you know, you got to love somebody that just like, extends themselves and uh, to the artwork like that. And um, let me just say this, Edward Oliver, what a great spoken word piece. I mean, literally just, you know, uh, South by Southwest has this uh, category for spoken word now. He should definitely sign up. I mean, it's not something everybody wants to hear, but it's relevant. So, you know, I'm going to give him that, you know. So if you're on here, Edward Oliver, you know, you got my love. Awesome. So what do you have tonight, sweetheart? Do you know who I am? Of course I know who you are. Who am I? Glenn. Ah, uh, yeah, you do know. Mm-hmm. So, uh... thought you were going to yeah, fool me, didn't gotta, you? You can't be fooled. You're not a... Yeah, I got a couple pieces, if you don't mind. Well, right now, so we're only one. doing one because we're backed up, so you have to pick one. We can only do one tonight. Oh, Okay, well, then I will do um, none. And I'll just talk. Because I came on the Oh, YouTube, you have to do one. You know what I forget? Nope. I'm just not going to do anything. You know, I'm just going to say hi and goodbye and thank you very much. And you know? I had a predicate, and I want to stick by that. So, But if you want to read them, just go to my Facebook page. One of them is called uh, um, I'm in Love with the Mannequin. And uh, the other one is called, uh, geez, I forgot. Hold on. Let me think. It's hard to, it's hard to remember when, when you're right. Um, let's see. What is the other one called? Oh, yeah. Uh, the other one is called, um, God Knows I Could Use a Miracle. Yeah, there you go. So just go there and read those, okay? And I'll give this up for the rest of the show. Oh, you won't read this one for me, sweetie? Nah. I'm not going to read one. I'm going to read two. I'm not going to do anything. But at any rate, I understand you got a full line. So with that said and done, I wish you well. Okay? All right. Love you, Glenn. Thank you so much, baby. See you later, Glenn. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Hello, 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 Nyla. <laughs> How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I hope all is well with you. I hope all is well. It is well. Yes. Uh, did, did, you, did, you, did you come at me before? No, no. You weren't sleeping okay. this week. It's okay. <laughs> okay, okay no. I still was playing some music, and I just shut it off, and <laughs> I was worried some time. No, you were fine. Okay. You know what? I'm going to do this this poem. When I started out, I wrote this poem. It's called Got Sure. My son, my son calls it the classic. Hmm? 
yeah, I think it, I think it's a classic, you know, the poem. Anyway, here we go. The chore. I have traveled to the core of my soul, and I have seen the uttermost part of my belly. Yes, I have faced my fears. I have pondered understanding and interrogated madness. Wisdom has felt my scrutiny. Wit made an ally of me. Secret places became my abode. In the silence, my mind played, frolicking with the intangible. And this became my chore in life. Just something to do in the scheme of things. Thank you very much. Thank you. Fantastic. Stan, you want to comment? Yes, I really like that one. I do. I like the way he he came to the idea that this chore, this purpose, was in the scheme of things. I like that. I do. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Yes. That was quite an inward journey. Huh? What was that? That was quite an inward journey, a journey into yourself. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I, I wrote that poem probably about 30 years ago. Huh. I wrote that, I wrote that poem. Fantastic job. Here. And that, really? that, this was the, this, this was my course. When I wrote that poem, I wrote, this was my true in life. Thank you, Nyla. Thank you. Thank you so very much. And You're I, welcome, yeah. honey. Tell everyone how to find you. Oh, uh, you can find me at Granville on Facebook, Granville John Hedrington. Instagram, the same thing. And if you go to my page, you'll find, you might find my number, my email and stuff. And send me a friend request, and I'll answer you. And have a pleasant evening, everybody, including the host. Nyla and I could here. Hi, sweetheart. Thank uh, you so much for calling in and reading, hon. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Blessed love. Blessed love. To you as well. Bye-bye, hon. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 503. 503, you're on the air. Hi, kiddo. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing, honey? Oh, I'm working. I only got a limited amount of time, but you only have a limited amount of time for me, so I thought I'd read you a poem and maybe sing happy birthday to George. Oh, please. All right, let's start with the poem. While I walk in the room of shadow, I think of donating my hand. I move it with precision, as fossils only can, and I think of days of wonder, a hand that still might blunder, and will I laugh in the poem. 
<laughs> hey, you know I lost you know. my thumb. <laughs> yep. But I'm I'm, re- I'm listening to you read that, and I'm looking at the hand. I've got a hand under a dome in my office that I'm looking at right now, and it's making me wonder if maybe they thought the same thing at one time. <laughs> well, yeah, don't we all? <laughs> it's a hard digit to lose. You know. <laughs> I will. I will right. uh, I'll so, take a picture of him. Post my hand for the the hand that's sitting in my office, looking at me for you, so you can see it later. Well, <laughs> nice. Now uh, I saw the post with, uh, and I heard the beginning of the program we were talking about, you know, uh, the fossils and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it all came together. Yeah. <laughs> that I like that. Liberty and liberty. I like that. <laughs> well, everything's a poetry prompt with this girl. <laughs> it is. All right. Every everything is well, creatively since, to inspire something else. Well, yeah, that's what we try, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So, speaking of the opposite of that, you know, everybody who's saying happy birthday on your program has actually broken a copyright rule. So let me sing happy birthday to George without breaking any copyright rules, okay? Okay. (laughs) And you might remember this, but if you admit to it, you're old. All right, here we go. Happy birthday, birthday, happy birthday, this is your day to have a lot of fun for singing. Happy birthday, birthday, happy birthday, this is your day to have a lot of fun. That was thank you to Heck Harper. <laughs> uh oh. You know I have Some no clue who that remember is. The... <laughs> you do though, don't you? No, actually, yeah, I don't know that's actually huh. the first time I've heard that. Heck Harper was the guy that was on with Rusty Nails. And Captain Kangaroo when we were children. Oh, my God. Captain <laughs> Kangaroo. Oh, my God. Yeah, you probably remember Mr. Green Jeans better, huh? Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, next, I, ne- well, next. I am. Oh, good grief. Mr. Green Jeans. <laughs> That's hey, like from the froggy. <laughs> I always thought that 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 who is it, Captain What? Kangaroo was <laughs> Captain Crunch. <laughs> no. Well, you're you're kinda of mixing up your teeth there. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I, love you, All right. I know you're back. Hey, I know you're backed up and you're gonna ask me where you can find me. And I actually just put up a collection of F. Scott Fitzgerald songs that he references in books on archive.org. So if you type in F. Scott Fitzgerald to archive.org, you will find this collection of old pop songs singing about war and romance from 1910. Wow. That's awesome. Really? Oh, it See, took me a long time. So I know. It Who would think of doing that? Well, anybody who loves, I mean, I mean, holy Gatsby, Batman. <laughs> I know. Those are some, I, I, he's one of my favorite writers ever, ever. I love well, him. 
Well, you you should hear this collection of songs. I mean, when we think of pop music, we forget what it sounded like 120 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> over there, over there. Oh yeah. How funny. <laughs> All right, I will go check that out. I promise. All right. Well, it's on my Facebook page. I love you guys. Take care and uh, glory be to the next reader. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank, you, you, sweetheart. Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> you guys can find him on Facebook under John Kays. All right. Next caller comes from area code 240. 240, you're on the air. 240, are you there? 240. 240. All right, so let's go ahead and put them back on hold. I put a little note by them. I know who they are. I don't know who they are. That's the whole problem. Okay. So I do want to let area code, again, uh, 419 and 734 know that you are not in the lineup. If either of you would like to come on at any time, just press 1. If you're just hanging out and listening, awesome. I'm glad you're here. And that is 419 and 734. Let's go ahead and bring Eric back on. He wanted to come back on. Eric, it is your turn again. All right. Awesome. (laughs) Alrighty. Well, I want to uh, give you the choice, Nyla. I wrote my first erotica poem, and it's not pornography. And uh, I learned I learned a very valuable lesson from my friend that writes it in uh, England. But uh, so I got the quarter horser, which I already told you about, or don't you want to be my dom, madame? I'm scared on both of them, so I'm letting Stan pick. All right. Awesome. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm a somewhat twisted individual anyway, so I think people, because <laughs> I got to read it, so I think uh, Quarter Horser. All right, cool. Awesome. All right, here we go. I am your Quarter Horser. I am your Quarter Horser, here to... Pull you apart in every direction until you are but mere appendages of a bloody corpse. I am your puppeteer, here to pull your strings and control your every movement. I am your master, here telling you what to do, think, how to act, and live as I see fit. I am your dominator, here to dominate everything you do as I want you to do. I am your ringleader, here to show and tell how to live and perform exactly how I want you to. I am your only true God, here to be worshipped, praised, and adhered to by my every command. I am your bringer, here to watch over you until you die. Then I come and take your soul and place it in whatever heaven or hell that you believe in. I am your Azrael. Archangel of death here to make sure that you that I get what death has to offer you and to make sure that the balance between dying and living people stays the same. I am your sickle carrying grim reaper here to chop your head off and reap your soul. I am your entropy enforcer 
here to make sure that entropy has the final laugh as it kills you. I am your worst nightmare here, haunting and taunting your dreams by visiting them and telling you it's time to come with me. I am your death performer here to perform your last few seconds after you're about to die. I am death, your executioner, here to finally execute you and allow you to pass on to whatever afterlife reincarnation, spontaneous reincarnation, or even nothing at all. That's in peace. That's the one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Great choice. That's why I let you make the choice. I was scared. I was chicken, okay? I admit it. Well, the, reason, the reason I liked that one was, like he said, I am your one true God. And I thought about that, and I thought, our inherited fear of our own mortality, which is an inevitability, does dictate a lot of what we do in our lives. It really does. The very fear of this existence ending dictates a lot of our lives to us. Like you said, the puppets, puppeteer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that, Then I know lots of people that they live their life in fear because that's the way they were brought up, and they never leave that fear, and it has something to do with the afterlife. And lots of people live their life, and they don't even believe, but they were... They were instilled with fear by parents or friends or whoever, and they're too afraid to break out, I guess would be the best way to say it, <laughs> and to, to think for themselves. And But they don't know, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to hurt their family or, you know, hurt whoever it is. I know I, I grew up Baptist and... And my mom and dad, and my mom and stepdad, they didn't go to church. And then I grew up, then then they converted to Mormonism. And then I went to church all the time, and they did too. And I think they kind of, my mom definitely was extremely extreme (laughs) about that. And she kind of forced it down my throat, and it it definitely turned me off. But there there was lots of fears as well, and I think that, the fear of hell is a big thing too, but even when you get out of the religion, of course, no one wants to think about death because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen and it's up in the air. And and most of the time, whenever you, you have an uncertainty, you, well, for me anyways, I don't like uncertainties because (laughs) they lead, my imagination takes me somewhere to a dark place or to a light place, whatever, you know. So but but no, yeah. I definitely agree with what you're saying. What'd you what'd you think, Nyla? I thought it was awesome. All right. Awesome. <laughs> I'm tired of been I'm 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 talked out. I'm just listening. I'm so glad Stan's here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's cool. Well thanks so much for letting me uh, read another poem, and I'm gonna, I might read the erotica one next, and it's, uh, it's about body dominatrix sadomasochism. But 
it actually doesn't have any pornographic uh, thing. It's about a guy, and he wants he wants to be a slave to a woman, and the woman's already a slave. She's a sub to a dom, and uh, she says, you know, slave can't serve two masters, and he says, well, why won't you be my master? And then eventually she agrees. So, oh. and then what kind then of kinky haunted his... houses are you hanging out in? <laughs> <laughs> the good kind. I say the only ones I've met want to, you know, like you know, bite my leg off or something. <laughs> uh oh, can't be doing all that. Want to bite? They want to bite right, your Eric. leg off or suck your blood or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love spooky. Spooky. Yeah. Right, I'm how to find you. All right. This is Eric Nelson, Manly Showman. Find me on Facebook. It's Eric Nelson, Manly Showman. You can find me on YouTube, Eric Nelson, Manly Showman. You can find me on Facebook, like page, poet, Eric Nelson, Manly Showman. You can find me on Poem Hunter. It's Eric Nelson, Manly Showman. And that's about it for now. Awesome. Well, thanks again. All right, and we will we'll talk to you next week. Oh. Yeah, more than likely, unless I'm preoccupied. All right, <laughs> All right Eric, um, thank no you so much, sweetheart. Oh, you're welcome, Nyla, and thank you too, Stan. Always a pleasure. You guys have a good okay. night. I'm gonna stand around or sit around, wait for the end of the show. All right. Okay, so Stan, you had a third one you wanted to read that was your homework. Yes, Your third and that was the that was the uh, fake news. <laughs> so excited! Right, and now the news: science finds 540 million year old cave glyphs. In remote caves, there has been discovered wall glyphs believed done many millions of years before man was believed to ever exist. This discovery has rocked the foundations of both science and theology. As world-renowned authorities in anthropology and ancient languages study these incredible finds, we've learned of a primitive drawing which seems to depict what could be a raptor bent over a meal, being mounted from behind by what is believed to be a primitive human male. Under the drawing were found what is believed to be primitive writings possibly referencing the drawing. Though experts have yet to concur on a definitive translation, they believe it may fall along the lines of something akin to any port in a storm. This just in. They've just discovered a rougher drawn rendition appearing to be a raptor eating a primitive male. This with fewer symbols beneath it. Unlike the first discovery, these glyphs appear to have been carved in the wall with a sharp talon-like tool, the initial believed translation being, no means no. Back to you, Nyla. All right, next news story, please, sir, Mr. Reporter. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) No, there has to be more. There has to be more. No, that was the I did the one because you gave me the other assignments. I know. <laughs> so you get the one. But okay, I got four to so... play with. I got I got four to play with next week. 
So you're going to do those? Well, I'm going to do a few at least. I hope so. You have fun. I I love that you, I love that you do the homework. I I love it when people listen to me and do as they're told. <laughs> now I sound like Eric's poem. <laughs> oh my goodness! Are you wearing leather? I could be. Film at eleven. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> That's Which so is funny. basically saying nosy ass people are getting in your life. <laughs> All right, I can't wait to see what you do with the next ones. I want to tell you, Stan, I appreciate you so much coming and hanging out with me tonight. And you know, you always do these. I always invite you on the fly, impromptu things, and you, you know, you just—it's awesome to have you on. People enjoy you. I I love the feedback that you give the poets, and just know how much you're appreciated, hun. Oh, uh, trust me, I am having an absolute ball doing this, and I do appreciate both not only this format, but the fact that you invite me into this. I really do. I oh, enjoy it. And you're I part of the family. Oh, thank you. All right, my dear. Um, go ahead and tell everyone how to find you once again, please, if you would. Well, you can find me on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. You can find me, uh, let's see, Friday night will be World Poetry Open Mic with Michael Lamade and J.T. Guttner. Uh, I'll be on Inspiration Factory on Sunday. And then I'll be, Monday, I'll be on Poetry in the Raw. You can also find me on Facebook. You can find me in the Garden of Poetry and Prose. You can also find me on Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wondering Wit, and in Outlaw Poetry. I'm also in the Outlaw Poetry Anthology. We're in Cahoots. And I'm in the 2017 Anthology of World Poetry Open Mic, both on Amazon. And that's it. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, you're amazing. And uh, once again, thank you so much. It was really fun hanging True. out with you. Truly a pleasure. Thank you. All right, hon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, you guys. You have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. We are going to close off the show tonight with a track. But before we do that, I want to give you the writing assignments again for next week, the exercise and the uh, prompt. The prompt was, what I really want to say is, think of how many times you've been in a situation where you really couldn't say what you wanted to say. So that's the title. What I really wanted to say is a title, a line, or the concept of. Okay, that's your prompt. And then your uh, headlines for this week. I'm going to give the correct headline and then the variation for you again. All right, so it is, uh, one is, uh, Father buys billboard after school doesn't recognize son as valedictorian. So this one will be father buys billboard after school doesn't recognize their child as blank. Okay, so you can change son, daughter, child as blank. So take out valedictorian and put in whatever you want. The next one is Megan joins the queen for royal outing. And so this one, the fake news, will be blank joins the queen for royal outing. 
who could you put in her place? Blank joins the queen for royal outing. This one I absolutely love. And it was, so there was this squirrel. That was the headline. So there was this squirrel. All right. So I want you to take out squirrel and add blank, even though squirrel is awesome. Uh, So there was this blank. All right. And the next one uh, is Roseanne Barr, miserable and going off the deep end two weeks after firing. So yours is blank, miserable, and going off the deep end two weeks after blank. All right, so those are your exercises and your homework prompt for this week. I want to thank everybody once again for being here. Love you guys. It was an amazing night. I am going to end the show with a piece uh, let's do, let's do, no, we can't do anniversary minions. I'm scrolling and that's what came up because I do like this roulette thing. I'll just spin my finger and see who's there. So this one is going to be uh, Die Divina and Smoke Signals. We'll see you guys next week. Appreciate you. Good night. Lover, you turn my heart into a campfire, crackling every time it's poked, and I'm trying to read your smoke signals, but the sky is dark. So in this moment of uncertainty, I need you to swear to me that we have time before this fire dies. Right now, it's not too late. Do you remember how on our first date you kissed me once for every kernel of popcorn in that bowl? You stole my heart that time. We built a fort under your bed and swore no matter what they said, we'd never let anyone tell us it wasn't strong enough to hold our love. But the world cut through our canopy of stars, carving scars into our eyes, and now it's hard to see. They say it's the brightest flames that leave the deepest scars, and ours was the northern lights like Christmas trees and phosphorescence and Vega, the fifth brightest star in the sky. You and I have it all right here, so I'm leaving nothing unspoken. I want to cut myself open and bleed my dreams into your open arms, let them flow into the lifelines in your palms so you can kiss my palms, knowing what's inside. I can't hide, lover, there is no camouflage in the forest of my mind. All the trees have seen me fall to my knees, begging the stars, please, please don't come out tonight. Because I could spend a thousand moments more watching the way your lashes gather sunshine in the day, the way sweat drips along the constellations on your neck like it's connecting the dots. I'm just collecting my thoughts, lover. The way I collected flowers for our table to watch you smile at breakfast, maple syrup on your lips while you kiss the tips of each of my fingers so I can carry your love with me all day long, point to the sky, call out to the clouds and say, look, here, there is this girl that has given me so many pieces of her that when I finger paint, the sunset is jealous, our love is rebellious, our colors don't match, but our shadows fit perfectly side by side. And when we make snow angels, their wings touch, there are things I now appreciate about winter. Like the way your breath makes little frozen clouds of joy above your head. Love, I remember how you laughed when you said, Old man winter must resent you for the way your campfire heart melts his snowdrift. And I know we drift apart sometimes. But I could find you in a blizzard because you are my favorite snowflake. When I catch you on my tongue, you burn yourself into my taste buds, bitter and sweet, but mostly sweet. You sound like bells to me. Long after we part, you leave parts of me longing. You'll still be ringing in my ears for years after this moment in time. You make me feel like dancing. 
and singing and swinging. You make me love all the verbs, running, jumping, fucking, driving, as in you're driving me crazy because you do, but I keep diving into you again and again. I'm submersed in you, love. I quench my thirst at your shores. Now I want to wash my heart in your river, come clean in the depths of your ocean, and when I'm drowning in you, I'll watch your tears become part of my body, overflowing my belly button, spilling down my chest. I'm filling the rest of you up with moonlight. So you'll never know darkness on the inside because you, you did the same for me. You are my nightlight. You fit just right on my pillow even when we fight bitterly. I want you next to me while I sleep bone against bone. But if you have to sleep alone, I'll hang my moon outside your window to brighten your night like our love brightened my life like Christmas trees and phosphorescence and vega, the fifth brightest star in the sky.